2: Listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Radio.
3: Radio. Uh, good evening, everyone. As we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, brought to you by Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more in car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier on a great sports talk Saturday night. How you doing tonight, Torres?
4: I'm doing well, Arnie. Uh, uh, you a little slow there. Did I wake you up or something? My goodness, man. There was only two matchups of ranked top 25 teams today. So in Arnie Spaniards world, it was a terrible day of college football. So I was basically – I have been asleep basically for all day because – the last top 25 matchup was at 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 uh, Pacific, so I, I had no reason to watch any of the other college football oh games. Oh, Mike, well, you know what's so funny is
3: I got sick today. I got sick at about 7.30 Eastern. Uh, oh, sorry. wow. I got sick from 7.30 Eastern to 9 when I accidentally turned on the Ohio Ohio State game and I didn't turn it off until halftime, and it made me v- just sick to my stomach watching that game.
4: Yeah, it would make me sick to my stomach too if I was a Nebraska fan. I don't know why it made you sick to your stomach. I mean, it was—it was just a terrible game. But I, it wasn't. See, a, it, was it a terrible game or was it a dominant game by a great team? When 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 the Patriots go on the road, when the Patriots open the season against Pittsburgh and absolutely dominate them, no one says it's a terrible game. Everyone says, "Wow." The Patriots are awesome, they dominated, but for some reason in college football it can't be that way, it's just got to be a terrible game.
3: I love how, and we'll just get right into it, because our producer, whoever he is this week, um, went ahead and said, well, Arnie, how about that Clemson game, and you think that there's no good games in college football? You give me one game out of like 107 college football games, and then you're sitting here and telling me how great college football is with the matchups this weekend because you had one great game in the Clemson-North Carolina game? What What's wrong with you guys?
4: First of all, the AM uh, arkansas game came down to the final play. Who? Texas Who? AM is ranked, and according oh, to you, only on. ranked teams matter. So
3: that's, that's what you're going to
4: give me, right? USC that's, that's the and one. Washington, which was a close game until the final few possessions. It's okay, Arnie. With it's 28 it feel like I feel like, yes, I feel like you're offering u- me spinach instead of something good What's US, wrong with you? and USC had the ball driving with under six minutes to go and Washington made a defensive stop listen Arnie if you I know you want to sit around and and uh you know not watch these games but if you actually just flip the TV there's some good games on just because you choose not to watch them it's I, like, what are you it's talking terrible. about I just sat here
3: all day flipping around flipping around go give me something good give me something good I said, okay, I'll watch the Oklahoma game. Well, I'll turn from that one real quick, and then we put on Iowa and Middle Tech. Not forget about that oh, yeah, one. Yeah, I want to put. on Oh that well, one. Michigan's going to be. Well, forget about that game. I mean, come on, what? What did I had to watch the whole AM Arkansas game? What do you Why? Wisconsin Wh- Northwestern? Oh yeah, that was a barn burner. I mean, first of all, if tell me who's right now, uh, go ahead and t- uh, tweet us Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius, one. Right off the bat, was this a great day of college football? Were you just like, oh, my goodness, that was an A-plus? Because I, I gave it about a C-plus in matchups. I, I don't know why you're all excited because of one game. And, and by the way, let's get into the Clemson-North Carolina game. Let's get straight there to the end. Someone's got to understand and tell coaches, especially Mac Brown, that when you're down by one and you want to go for two, you can't go for two when you're still like a buck 19 or something left on the clock, the other team's got three timeouts, and even if you make it, it's not even a guarantee that you're going to win the game because they're going to come on down and maybe get a chance at a field goal. The only time you go for two is when there's about five seconds or less or it's the last play and you truly know that you get the victory. I'm not just saying this because they didn't make it, Torres. I thought it was a really, really poor decision to go for 2 at that point.
4: Oh, so what you're telling me is when you go to Vegas, you're the kind of guy that when you get when you're showing 13 in blackjack, you don't take a hit? Is that is that what you're telling me?
3: You know what's so funny about that? I don't. You want to know why?
4: Cuz you're cuz you
3: cuz you're afraid to go for it. That's why. No, no, no. I a minute, I'll tell you why. Because when you bust, you have a 0% chance of winning. When I stay on 13, I at least have a chance of winning. So think about that for a second. Yeah. And by the way, I would have gone for 2 if there was five seconds or knowing that it was the last play of the game and truly I would have won or lost it, then I would have gone for it. But I'm not going to go for two and still give them a, a, a buck 19 or whatever it was with three timeouts. That's ridiculous.
4: See, Arnie, you're a lucky guy because you met your wife uh, through a radio station gimmick of some sort. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember all the details, but what I'm hearing from you is that you are the type of single guy that would go to the bar, see a pretty girl across the bar, and never walk across and introduce wow. yourself? Because you sound like you're a little afraid to me. Because if I'm Mac Brown, it's yep. year one at at uh, North Carolina. They won okay. three games last year. Right. You're playing the number one team in the country. You're gonna go five and seven or six and six or seven and five, and nobody's gonna remember your entire season. What they will remember is if you upset the number one team in the country at home. And he had nothing to lose, everything to gain. I loved it. I'm not in the business of criticizing play calls, although I will say in this case you know, it was kind of kind of sketchy. I don't have a problem with him going for it. I don't care how much time was left on the clock. He trusted his defense. His defense had been phenomenal all day. I loved exactly, the idea. Exactly, though. I, that, yeah, that's that's you, why you just said you can't do that because the, there's too much time left on the
3: clock. Right, but that's why you go ahead, you tie it up at 21, you kick it off, and allow your defense to maybe come up with a a turnover, a big play. They had done a great job against Trevor Lawrence. Um, Why not go ahead and kick it off and see what happens at that point? Because like I said, even if you make it, I don't know what the odds are of making it. I don't have my chart in front of me like the coaches do. But even if you make it, you're leaving them a, a buck plus, what, 119? With three timeouts, that's forever in football. Plus, it stops on a first down. That's forever in, in the college football game. Don't you agree that if it was at least the last play, I could understand the risk-reward not with a 119 left?
4: I completely disagree. I, I think you have a chance to win a game. You're not winning it, though, at that point, Aaron. You're just taking the lead. You're ta- Exactly. But, listen, you can play scared your entire life, or you can go for the win there. I think Mac Brown was correct in his assessment that at the end of the day, even though Clemson wasn't playing well – If you go to overtime, the deck is stacked against you. They're the better team with more NFL talent. Trevor Lawrence, by the way, you talk about the idea of Trevor Lawrence. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence have to go the length of the field down one than put him on the 20-yard line driving in 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 an overtime situation. Trevor Lawrence was terrible. He's been terrible all year. I like what Mac Brown did. I just wasn't crazy about the play call. All right. Well, first of all, I'm not going to criticize
3: the play call. Um... Yeah, I, I maybe would have done something different, but he rolled out. Uh, it didn't work out. That's fine. He had made the decision. So, at that point, you know, you're going to go for it. Are we overestimating Trevor Lawrence? Do I even say that? Am I going to be slapped out on Twitter like like so. crazy or something? What do you mean? You don't think we're overestimating him no.
4: or No, I mean, I, I, listen, it's, it's okay to criticize somebody. It's okay for somebody to have hype and not live up to it. Now, listen, he's a young— Whoa, whoa, pump the brakes there. That's— uh,
3: that's Aaron Torres, if you want to get a hold of him. Aaron. I don't think that's Torres. a hot
4: take at all. I mean, <laughs> listen, coming into today, yeah. he was completing sixty or uh, 63% of his passes, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Listen, this is a guy that Urban Meyer, on our airwaves, FS1, said has the chance to go down as the greatest college quarterback of all time. They don't you know, look like the greatest co- quarter, co- college quarterback of all time. I watch college football, Arnie. How many guys right now today? We're not talking about long-term NFL where he could be in ten years. Right now, today, what we've seen? How many guys would you tra- take over Trevor Lawrence? Because I'd take a lot.
3: Well, I mean, if we're going to go back to what he did last year, I right can't now. forget that though. Right now. No, 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 I understand that, but you're, you're not going to. You're not asking me to forget what he did last year, are you? I mean, I'm asking. He had a tremendous you, you, season.
4: You got to win a game tomorrow.
3: I take. Or two if of... I got to go, if I have to t- decide which one of these quarterbacks. That I'm going to take in the NFL. No, he's not Um, not
4: eligible for two. To be honest
3: with you, I'm not even sure I'm going to take Tua. Number one, I'm I'm real curious about Jalen Hurts. You're insane. I would probably take. I would probably. You're insane. I'm insane. Are you watching Tua? I'm insane. Are you watching Tua? Tua? Yes, I am. That's why it's a hard
4: decision. Uh, why, you know, have you been watching Jalen Hurts? Tua's completing 77% of his passes coming into today. 17 touchdowns, zero interceptions, okay? I know uh, Jalen Hurts is the flavor of the month. He's phenomenal at Oklahoma. Wow. But I would add this How's your boy Baker Mayfield doing right now? How's Kyler Murray doing right now? It's great that Jalen Hurts looks good in this moment in the system at Oklahoma. He's a very talented quarterback. But there is a reason that Tua won the starting job with him head-to-head, and Jalen Hurts never even came close to getting it back. It's because Tua is the significantly better quarterback. Well, Back to your question, though.
3: I would still take Tua, Jalen Hurts. Could I throw in maybe Burrow?
4: I would um, take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. No, today. no, no! Stop it. Justin stop, not, Fields, right, seventeen, tu- to 17 touchdowns, zero it. interceptions. Arnie, stop it. Arnie, stop you it. Start, you, gotta, you gotta start watching you, these games. No, man. You, you see what, what you're doing is you're just giving me statistics. Of Mr. course, you, what, what am I supposed to give you? Well, you're, you you're so I'm. T- what Why I'm telling you tell you, me because- What I'm telling you is is that if you watch the games, that Trevor Lawrence isn't playing very well. So that's okay, not enough. So that's not enough. And then I'm giving you statistics to back up. my... My point and that's still not enough so what do you no, want to no, do no, no. just say Trevor you... Lawrence is, is the best quarterback in college football no, but you're, you you're gonna say? give
3: me three you're gonna give me three games you're not gonna do what he did last year you're not gonna go go back to that that all of a sudden gets wiped from the memory banks I, I don't understand that
4: well I would say this Tua was the better quarterback uh over the course of last season um and Jalen Hurts has been better over the course of his career now if you want so Urban Meyer
3: doesn't know what he's talking
4: about when he said when he, he has the chance Lawrence. to be. He has the chance to be. Uh, the the Cardinals GM also said that Kyler Murray has the potential to have historically great uh, a historically great. Well, that's career. the Cardinals GM slowdown he, there. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying, listen, I think, listen, Trevor Lawrence has insane talent. But as you say, Arnie, what do you like to say? The show is tonight. Yes, the show is tonight. I can't. Yes. I can't talk to you about what Trevor Lawrence is going to be nine years down the road in the NFL. Right. I'm talking about tonight, right now. Right. Justin Fields, 17 touchdown passes, zero interceptions. Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal. Two is completing 77 percent of his passes. Joe Burrow. I could go on and on. Arnie Spanier's got a better completion percentage than <laughs> Trevor Lawrence right now. He's not playing you have, well.
3: You also have to understand who are the players around you. Who has a better team? You know, what's the schedule they've played? All that has to be in a factor instead of
4: you just giving me a bunch of numbers. You understand okay. that, though, don't you? So Clemson has three guys that are going to be first-round draft picks. No, but if, I, I was uh, going to say, what, it, Arnie, uh, what, no, are you, what am I supposed to do? I was going to say, no, give Alabama, you,
3: fa- you gave me Alabama, but Alabama plays a schedule no tougher than, oh, my goodness, than like a junior high school team, for crying out loud.
4: One, their tougher schedule Their schedule is tougher than Clemson. <laughs> North Carolina was 2-2 two and two coming into today. Two... Well, I'm not what, comparing him to Clemson, but go ahead. What What am I? So I, I I explain that I don't think Trevor Lawrence is good. That's not good enough. I give you facts but that's, that's not good enough. You can you, get fired for saying Trevor Lawrence isn't good. You know that, don't you? You could have a month ago, but we have. <laughs> see, we have these things called actual games played. Now we can wow. Put away, we can put away our notes from the preseason and go based on. <laughs> listen, in the preseason, Drew Brees was better than uh, you know uh, a lot of quarterbacks. Well, guess what? Drew Brees has a, has his hand in a cast right now. Trevor Lawrence, uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he's not playing very well right now. All right, Aaron underscore Torres.
3: I'm at stinking genius one. We're off and running. How about we speak to uh, Pete Futek coming up next, collegefootballnews.com. Let's see what he's got to say. We'll go through some of the games, all those great, exciting top 25 games, a little quarterback talk, a little college football talk. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
5: Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God,
3: All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick and easy way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could fa- save 15% or more in car insurance. Go to geico.com and see how much you can save. Uh, you want to go ahead and send us a tweet, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin Genius one Like Sean says, enough college football talk. We're we're a college football wrap-up show. I, I, I don't think he understands that.
4: He did um, say the Aaron Torres show, though, which I do like the ring of that, but neither here nor there continue. Let's,
3: let's go to our guest. Uh, you could tweet him at Pete Futek, F-I-T-U-A-K, from College Football News, collegefootballnews.com. Pete, right off the bat, um, Clemson, North Carolina, you don't go for two uh, when there's uh, a, a 119 left. They've got three timeouts. You only go for two when you know you could win the game and it's the last play. Don't like that they went for two there, Pete.
6: Do you really? like? Of course you go for two there, mainly because you probably don't get the ball back. This is your one chance to beat the number one team in the country, and you don't want it to go to overtime, because in overtime, you're going to assume the team with the NFL talent with more chances is is probably going to execute better than you will. So what I don't like, though, is you don't run wide on like an option pitch with Sam Howell against this fast NFL-caliber defense. But Going for two, yeah, you do it. You know, there's your chance. You know, you got to take down the king. You know, come up with one play and do it.
4: You know, Pete, uh, we've talked for the last couple weeks now every time we've had you about Clemson's schedule and all that. First of all, I would ask, how many teams in college football do you think if they played Clemson tomorrow would win? Because I don't care what the rankings are. They are not the number one team in the country to me. And then furthermore, they got to go undefeated, right? Because if they lose one game, all of a sudden you start matching up their schedule with some other people and we don't know the totality of the entire season, but I got to imagine they lose one game, they're going to be at the back of the line as far as one one-loss teams going in going forward.
6: In theory, you'd have to think so. And that's it. I mean, cuz if they lose a game like you said, they're going to get to 13 and 0 and especially with Virginia losing today, there's a really solid shot that they go 13 and 0 without beating a team that's going to be ranked in the final regular season polls. Hmm. So when you take that resume and put it up against, you know, say Oregon or the Washington Oregon winner, all of a sudden that looks pretty good. Or the Alabama LSU loser, that's pretty good. Or potentially the Ohio State Wisconsin loser. You know, so excuse me, there are a whole lot of uh, scenarios here where you can say, yeah, this resume's not good. So we have to kind of separate a couple different things here. The resume is going to be awful, but if Clemson goes 13-0, they're in the college football playoff. There's there's no chance that they get left out, even though they probably won't deserve it. Compared to say, like let's say LSU loses a close game at Alabama mm-hmm. uh, and they go 11-1, no chance. There's no way 13-0 Clemson is being left out. Uh, with that said, like to your point. Yeah, it's it, if they lose a game. How do you say to any of these teams they're going to end up with one loss? Yeah, you played a better, better resume. So to your, the question of, you know, do, do other teams beat Clemson right now? Yeah, maybe. But I think Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, uh, Alabama, Georgia, uh, LSU. You throw them all in a bucket. You pick one of them out, and you probably have the right team.
3: Pete, what about Trevor Lawrence? He didn't have such a great game. We were arguing about this uh, at the beginning of the show. Is his stock really dropping? Is he still the number one pick the following draft? Or um, would you rather have Hurts to uh, Burrow? uh, And I know they're coming out now. Or Justin Herbert, I'm starting to feel like you can get fired if you say anything bad about Trevor Lawrence.
6: Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick in the 2020 NFL draft. He's the two... He's the number one over, he's probably the number two overall pick behind John Elway in the 1983 draft. <laughs> he is the number one pick whenever he is ready to come out. because everyone else, you're still kind of projecting. You know, like at the end of the day, you know, the whole Oklahoma experiment's been a lot of fun. Baker Mayfield, he's putting up a lot of yards. He hasn't proven he's that great yet. I know everyone loves him. I know he's Madison Avenue's sweetheart, but yeah. he's been just okay. Tyler Murray. We still don't know quite yet. We still you want the guy who is six, five, and You want the guy who looks the part of being physically like Tom Brady, but with more mobility. That's the guy. So he's it. Two is it. Those are the two main uh, guys. But I, he's a sophomore. The thing I like about Trevor Lawrence right now is this team is there's just, they're not a whole not a whole lot of worry. He was okay. Not great, but just okay. Uh, But certainly those tools are just absolutely undeniable. But with all that said, you got to take down North Carolina better than that. You got to take down the team that just you know lost to the Sun Belt team, Appalachian State, uh, (laughs) two weeks ago. So that's just that was just not a good look or a good performance by Clemson. But we'll see. You know, I I can't wait to see the rankings tomorrow because I guarantee you that most of the pollsters are going to still have Clemson number one under the really really moronic well you're number one until you lose kind of thing. Right, Uh, And they're not going to drop them because they think this is, you know, 1980s boxing and you think (laughs) he's still a champion until you get beat.
4: I want to kind of an obscure team, but what do you make of Auburn? Because I keep waiting for them to kind of take a step back, 4-0, three pretty quality wins if you include tonight against Mississippi State. I know the schedule gets tougher. Are they a team that can really compete with the top teams in the SEC?
6: I think they can hang. They can beat one of them. They could certainly beat LSU on the right day. Texas A&M, eh, you know, that just doesn't – I thought they would, Texas A&M would be a whole lot better than it currently is. Mississippi State's really fallen off the map a little bit. But the Oregon win, you know, that's it. You know, or they had two great minutes against Oregon in week one. Uh, I still think this is a really amazing Ducks team. But you look at their resume, and it's great. So they can hang around. I don't think they're quite good enough. Uh, to get through the gauntlet it's going to be uh, the rest of their schedule. But, again, I think they can certainly screw someone up along the way.
3: Pete, Michigan, they must have shut everybody up with that big, powerful 52 nothing <laughs> win or whatever it was against Rutgers. That didn't do anything to, to silence the
6: critics. Harbaugh's still going to feel the heat. I, I, I put it this way. If it wasn't that, then everyone would be screaming. You, think <laughs> you kind of did what you're supposed to do. Like – Okay, yeah, you came off that miserable performance, get the really jacked up Wisconsin team, but now, okay, let's see what you got. Go out there and destroy Rutgers, and they were perfect. So you, for one week, you got that. You get to, you get a little rest. You get some. You get a little break here. So if you're Michigan, you kind of quieted everything down for a little bit. This is still. I mean, it's only know it's three months, but it's a long season. Look at a team like, for example, Florida State. Everyone wanted Willie Taggart fired. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're kind of showing off a little bit of the talent where things bounce up a little bit. UCLA was dead and buried until what seventeen minutes to go last yeah.
0: week <laughs> in uh,
6: in Pullman, and now all of a sudden the program's amazing. So these things could turn on a dime and all it takes is one decent win by Michigan. I, I, I know this is crazy. I still don't think they're going to win the big 10 title, or anything. but that was my preseason call. But in my preseason call, I said they would lose to Wisconsin and beat everybody else. I don't think that's happening, but certainly Michigan state's looking beatable now. You know, Maryland's certainly not that good anymore. Penn state looked like a world beater. That's a problem. And that Ohio state thing at the end. All right, you know what? If you lose to this Ohio state this year, team this year, you can't really get two on them. So, They're not dead yet. Yeah.
4: We talked about Trevor Lawrence a minute ago, um, but kind of his contemporary, right, is Tua. And I feel like I was watching that Bama game today, and I understand Tua's receivers are unbelievable. But I feel like we're in such a rush to move on to the next big thing in in, in every walk of life, but in college football too. And we're so busy with Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence not being good. Like, Tua is unbelievable. Unbelievable! Is it at all possible that playing for Alabama, Heisman runner-up, that we're kind of overlooking this guy? He's just been phenomenal this year, and I feel like nobody's really kind of talking about him.
6: Uh, they're doing performance art. It is just what it's just amazing what that team is doing because, like you said, they've got an NFL array of wide receivers that is as good as any, probably in the history of college football. They got two NFL starting running backs, and Tua is just lighting everybody up. To put it this way. Gardner Minshew is the hot guy right now in the NFL because if he had one you know nice game where he didn't wet himself for the Jaguars. He had a cup of coffee. He was going to transfer to Alabama, and if he had transferred, he'd have been the number three quarterback on that depth chart behind Tua and Hurts. You're talking about an NFL red hot quarterback who's the third best guy within that Alabama program. Who is just he's amazing. I mean, you're right. He's absolutely good. However. They haven't been tested at all. They haven't played that one game yet. They haven't gone on the road to beat a Texas like LSU has. They haven't beaten a Notre Dame like Georgia did. You know, they don't have that one big moment yet, but those are coming fast.
3: He's Pete Futek, F I U T A K. Check him out, com. Pete, always a pleasure. Thanks for your time, buddy. We'll speak to you later on. Later all right. Have a great night. Hey, guys. All right. Take Thank care. You, Pete, Pete Futek, everybody, uh, taking a look at what's going on. And, of course, uh, My Arizona Wildcats had a little bit of a tough time coming in. No Khalil Tate, uh, no J.J. Taylor, um, not looking good. No starting quarterback, no starting running back. They're down 7-3 to UCLA in the second. Not quite the high-scoring affair there, my friend.
4: Well, I told you this by text today, Arnie. Listen, college football playoff teams, which which we both think Arizona's in the hunt, Um, you know, you got to overcome injuries to to make a run towards the championship. And I know you still have championship aspirations for this team. So (laughs) you got, you you know, the championship teams figure out a way, Arnie. So we'll see if Arizona could do the same.
3: We'll take a look more at the top twenty-five. Did Harbaugh silence his critics? Uh, We'll get to see what's on Twitter, also. But first. Let's check in to see what's trending with Steve Sager for the first time tonight. What's going on, DeSager? Hello,
7: gentlemen. We'll get to the hey. college football and the late games in a moment, but something amazing in baseball in the last hour. Milwaukee suffered its worst loss of the season, and there's only one day left in the season. Wow. They blew a chance to tie the Cardinals for first place with one game to go. <laughs> on Fox TV, the Cardinals lost at home, 8-6 tonight to the rival Cubs. Milwaukee was leading late. They gave up solo homers in the eighth, ninth, and tenth innings wow. to lose at Colorado. It's almost two nothing.
3: Yeah, three two in
7: ten. The Rockies get the three homers late off three different relievers. So with one day left in the regular season, the Brewers still one game back of the first place Cardinals in the NL Central. And this is a Milwaukee team that had gone eighteen and two the last few weeks until this weekend. This was a tough one. Meanwhile, Washington won its seventh straight game, and the Nationals have clinched home field for Tuesday night's NL wildcard game, and Max Scherzer will start that. Tampa Bay lost today. The A's are winning in the ninth inning tonight. The Oakland A's can in a moment clinch home field for Wednesday's AL wildcard game against Tampa Bay. A's up 1-0, top of the ninth at Seattle, and a milestone for Justin Verlander, his 3 and he's over 300 for the season. Houston leads 6-3 at the Angels, bottom of the seventh, notable because this would be win number 106 for Houston. The Dodgers have 105 after their victory today. Clemson, ranked number one in college football, stopped a late two-point try to win 21-20 at North Carolina. The Tigers had scored a touchdown to take the lead with about 10 minutes to go. Dominant, easy wins in the top 10 for Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Auburn, and Florida. Wisconsin pulled away 24-15 over Northwestern, and Notre Dame beat Virginia 35-20. Great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. As for the late college football games, you mentioned Arizona in action. They're down 7-3 at home mid-second quarter to UCLA. On FS1, about 30 seconds left till halftime at 19th rank Utah. Utes 14-13 leaders against Washington State, which blew the lead last late Saturday night against UCLA. And uh, the weather's not that bad in Utah. We are still in September, but they did have a little rain earlier in the game, but it's about 50 degrees. Meanwhile, Hawaii is playing a game at Nevada and yeah, the snow the snow is supposed to hold off till after the game but about 40 degrees Hawaii is winning 21-0 at Get Nevada here. in the second quarter of this game. Also, Wyoming, 4-1 now, whacked UNLV 53-17. Utah State leads with about a minute and a half left, 34-24 over Colorado State. And also a late game because of a lightning delay at Oklahoma State in the second yeah. quarter. Delay of more than an hour, but the Cowboys do pull off the upset, largely dominating 24th-ranked Kansas State tonight, 26-13. Back to the show in 10 seconds. First, a word from Far. Farmers.
8: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers.
6: We are farmers.
0: Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange and affiliates. Products not available in every state. And
7: in college football today, SMU, which won at TCU last week, is now five and zero. It won at South Florida, forty-eight to twenty-one. And there was a matchup of winless teams. Massachusetts was zero and four, but it beat Akron, which was zero and four. Thirty-seven twenty-nine Guys, back to you. All
3: right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. Easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. Uh, the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Get a hold of us on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. Like D just said, did your guest just say Trevor Lawrence fits the part? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Sincerely, Dak, Deshaun, Lamar, and any other guy who just wins but doesn't look the part. Got to love how the media works. It's bias. Um, so, well, there, are, there are a lot of quarterbacks that don't look the part, though. You, you still hear about Trevor Lawrence would have been the number one pick in this draft, last year's draft, two drafts ago, ten drafts ago. Everybody loves Trevor Lawrence because of his size. I was going to bring up Paxton Lynch. Isn't he the size? Doesn't he fit the mold also? Dumb question.
4: But I I I didn't mean to cut you off, Arnie. Go go ahead. Go, go. Why doesn't Dak look the part? You know, 6'3", 6'4". I mean, he's a big guy. He's got a big arm. Um, Smart. uh, You know, uh, great leader. I don't know why Dak doesn't look the part. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a little untraditional because he's so freaking fast, but uh, he—I think he kind of looks the part. At six three, six four, big arm, all that stuff. So kind of a weird thing. But I also would say, it, you know, if you uh, want to say look the part, I mean, listen, I think that that's what—that's how you describe quarterbacks. You're, you're six four, you're six five, you're a big guy, big arm. That's what Trevor Lawrence is. I also don't understand why—why why you would say that Dak doesn't fit the part.
3: Well, first of all, I like Dak, and that was the text that came in, so the tweet that came in. So you're talking to D when you say it doesn't look the part. Um, But there are quarterbacks in the NFL that don't have the height that have done well, but then you see about quarterbacks under six feet, and they're not very successful in the NFL. Uh, Derek says, A. Torres, that whiny social media-obsessed clown's thinking genius, wow, is desperate to be Baker starting fights with everybody he can Pipe down, you gutless lowlife weasel.
4: Derek, my guy. Derek, you want to come host the show? What, I mean, what, did, can, I, what did I say? Who was I picking fights with?
3: Who, who did I pick a fight with?
4: Probably me, because I was trying to explain why Trevor Lawrence has been disappointing and you wouldn't let me. I tried to use facts. You weren't into that. I tried to use <laughs> opinion. You weren't into that. I tried to compare him to other people. You weren't into that. And so, I listen, I, I like You're Derek. You are Pete Futek, though. He said he'd be the number one pick in just about every draft. Yeah, that's fine. But it doesn't... It, listen, Arnie, I, listen, I'm going to quote the completely average Arnie Spanier when I say this. We're doing the show tonight, Arnie. I can't yes. I can't worry about the 2029 Super Bowl when he's going up against Tua. I'm worried about September 28, 2019, when his team is really struggling. And, uh, you know, as we kind of talked about all, all show, is that they don't look like the number one team in the country right now. Now, are you saying you don't
3: like Trevor Lawrence, period, or you just don't like him over Tua?
4: I'm saying that he does not. He is not playing like the best quarterback in college football, which I think we all kind of thought coming into the season. And listen, by the way, this happens in all sports. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield isn't looking phenomenal right now. Right now, I think it's fair to say that Baker Mayfield does not look like one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Do you have to? Do you have to be great in college to be a good quarterback in the NFL? Hashtag Daniel Jones. Uh, I don't know. I, but you know what I'm saying, though, is like Josh Allen is 3-0 and in the NFL right now. Baker Mayfield is 1-2. and Who would you take? You'd still take Baker Mayfield, but I don't think anybody would argue that Baker Mayfield's not playing well right now. That's how I feel about Trevor Lawrence is he's just not playing very well right now.
3: Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Hey, we got to talk about some other teams. Let's go Michigan. I don't even care about the game, 52-0, but does that silence uh, the critics? Does... Harbaugh just say okay, let's slow it down on everybody wanting to fire me, or uh, is it just a band aid on a really bad injury, and we'll just get back on them uh, during the next game or next loss or next uh, close game that they were supposed to win by four touchdowns?
4: Yeah, I think it just silences them for a night. Um, you know, I'm looking at the schedule now. They play Iowa, which is ranked in the top 15 right now. Iowa is five and zero. Yeah, they play them next week, and so or excuse me, they're four and zero, but. That's the game, right? I mean, they they lose that one; it's right back to where we were last week. They win that one; maybe we start to move forward. But I'm with you. I think just for one night, uh, I do think it uh, it's just a band aid.
3: I think you know it's a little a little unwarranted all the criticism he does get. I mean, whenever you can get ten plus wins in what of the five years or whatever it is, you're doing something right. The fans just want a little bit more. That's what you get when you're a Michigan head coach, and they want that victory over Ohio State. So. Um, that that's what's that's what's yeah. missing in this thing.
4: Yeah, I, I actually talked to our buddy Bernie Fratto about this this week. Uh, Bernie, yeah. who spent a lot of his career in Michigan. He'll obviously join us in the third hour. But the problem is exactly what you said, Arnie. Listen, no one's arguing that Harbaugh has had success and that the, the program is in better shape than where he found it. But, you know, he's getting paid a lot of money to beat Ohio State win the Big Ten, and compete with the big boys in college football. And we all saw the stats last week, 1-9 against top ten teams. That's not getting it done. Why can Auburn and Alabama get great players
3: um, in a state of what, like 5 million people? But what about everybody else? That's what I don't quite understand. How's Auburn? and I mean, look, I understand the coaching for Alabama, wanting to get to the next level, but there's a lot of high school players, a lot of great high school players out there. Where are all the other great high school players.
4: Um, I don't, I don't really know where you're, where you're trying to go. Well, with no, this. just,
3: just, just that Michigan should have been able to get more is what I'm saying. They should be able to go ahead and get into one of these playoffs because oh, yeah. you, you see how Alabama gets these players. You see how Auburn's getting these players. Ohio State were they getting all their great players out there? I felt Michigan at least. Could have been, you know, getting somebody a little bit better at quarterback and some better players also up there is what I meant.
4: Yeah, I would have to look up the stats. And, and I, I, but I think that would be a concern of Michigan fans is that if you look at the recruiting rankings, and those are obviously, listen, the guys that do that do a good job, but, but, you know, they're not perfect. But Michigan's been recruiting pretty well. And so clearly, to your point, something's happening once those guys get to campus where they're not developing the same way that they are, like you said, at Alabama, at Ohio State, at Georgia, wherever. And I think that's a concern for Michigan. And and by the way, you know what else? I think they've fallen behind the team that we watched on FS1 last night, Penn State. I mean, Penn State looks really good right now. Well, they were dominant last night. There was no doubt about that. And so I'm just saying – I don't have an answer for what's going on at Michigan. And, hey, maybe they beat Iowa by three touchdowns next week and, and we kind of move past it. But like I said, one and nine against top ten teams. He's not getting the job done against the teams that he was brought in to beat.
3: You want to come in, be part of the show, real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at thinking Genius One. We'll come back, take a look at some of the late games going on. There are a bunch of late games happening. And then we'll continue wrapping up the top 25. All that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Uh, of course, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. And by the way, do you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. So with no limits to how much we'll match, millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash match. So go ahead and check it on out. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Torres, a couple games still going on. Utah, Washington State throughout the half. Utah inside the top 20. Right now the Utes with a 21-13 lead over Washington State. I don't know if the Cougars will ever bounce back after that loss to UCLA last week uh, where they had a 49-17 uh, was it 49-17 lead, a 32-point lead, uh, and they let that one slip through their fingers. I've never seen anything like that in my life,
4: Torres. Never seen anything like it, huh?
3: Yeah. That, like, well, I, no, never. Nothing like that. We were on the okay. air when that was happening, and it was shocking me. I'm like, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching.
4: I almost, Arnie, and I'm not even kidding when I say this, when they were down, I don't know if it was that exact moment. When, yeah, it was.
3: When, it was. They were down by 32 at one point.
4: I almost tweeted, because I, I we I live in L.A., and I right. think Chip Kelly's got a little bit of a bad rap. I think the program was in bad shape. And so I, I almost tweeted, Arnie. I was like, I don't think UCLA is ever going to win another football game ever again. <laughs> and I think you and I got into something else and I kind of forgot it and it was one of those crazy games for people who were watching a lot of our listeners I'm sure were watching uh you know at, at while they were hopefully while they were listening to us. Um it was one of those weird games where all of a sudden all these weird things started happening for UCLA like Washington State would fumble and it would bounce right into UCLA's hands and it, it was – I'm with you. I've never seen anything – A couple of quite, returns, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, there, there's been other teams that have come back from big deficits, including UCLA a few years ago against A&M, but I've never seen anything quite like that with all the things that went right down the stretch.
3: Um, Anthony sends me – I don't know if it's on Twitter, private message, I don't know. He said, oh. to the Michigan concerns, they have the talent, but Coach just isn't playing them. Shea should have been benched for McCaffrey last year when he chooses to stay loyal to Shea for some uh, some unknown reason. So um, Michigan fans kind of pointing the finger at Harbaugh saying he's playing the wrong guys out there. I'm not so sure that necessarily is the case. Um, They could do a better job recruiting, but uh, you can't put it all on Shea. You can't do it all on that.
4: All I'll say is he's completing fifty six percent of his passes this year. Right. Um, going into today's game, they obviously they had three games before today. They had lost the opening the opening drive of the game. They fumbled the ball away in all three games. So the kid isn't playing well. I mean, you know, I don't. I'm not in practice. I don't know what's going on, but he hasn't been playing well. He has regressed since last year. My Wildcats trailing UCLA right now seven six. They're About
3: two minutes before 154, to be exact, before halftime. Not quite the barn burner we thought it was going to be. You know, the over-under was like 73 in this game. Um, But right before the game, we found out, well, two hours before the game, no Khalil Tate, the quarterback for Arizona. Hamstring injury. Uh, No Taylor, the running back for Arizona. So uh, anybody who took the over, not going to be happy about that one, Doris. That's for sure.
4: Hey, listen, UCLA scored 50 points last week in the second half. So. Uh, it's not quite over yet, but yeah, I'm with you. It's it's a little bit more low scoring than I think uh, pretty much anybody thought.
3: If UCLA puts up 50 in the second half in this game, I'll walk to LA and do the show with you. How about that?
4: Oh, that sounds good. You'll be <laughs> you'll be like an older, slower Forrest Gump, is what you're saying. Yeah, there,
3: there you go. Uh, Hawaii uh, leads Nevada right now, 28 nothing. Still 125 left in the first half there, so i um, little surprised about that score. I, not so much because of the weather. I, I I knew there were going to be two good teams, but Nevada getting uh, skunked at home. Well, um, Hawaii putting up a good fight there.
4: I would say by transitive property, you obviously think Arizona is destined for the playoff, <laughs> and Hawaii beat Arizona, so they must be the best team in the country, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, did you watch any of
3: the Virginia-Notre Dame game? Good game. I was really into it until um, uh was the— Do you call it a fumble or interception? I don't know what you want to call it. And Notre Dame runs it all the way back down to, like, the five-yard line. They get the – go ahead. No, uh, no, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just listening. I I would just say that Notre Dame gets the touchdown. Um, It was 35-20 at the end, and I thought Virginia put up a great game. Uh, You know, and I thought maybe they had a chance to even pull off the upset because it was so close in the first half, and they actually had a little bit of a lead. Perkins was – I thought fantastic for Virginia. He was unbelievable. Um, I'm like, wow, this kid really has got, he's the real deal. But he came up short, too. So um, 30, a 43, 334, two touchdowns. So um, that was that on the new Notre Dame game. Um, first hour already in the books, Torres. We just cruised on by. We crushed that one. Got a lot coming up in hour number two. Sega will join us. And remember, Bernie Fratto will join us. Uh, In the power hour of the show, we got a a lot of Vegas to get to. You want to be part of the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm it's thinking genius one. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. You want to send us tweets? He's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Wow, we just crushed our number one. That just flew on by. Our show always fly, uh, flies on by when we do the nights like this.
4: We're good at what we do, Arnie.
3: I don't want to say we're the I'm good at what I do. You just kinda <laughs> yeah, go along
4: You're the Arizona football of what you do. Uh, wow. which is uh basically slightly above average. Oh, you, wow. have, you have your you know, you have one moment a year. Where, by the way, uh, Hawaii just ran the strangest play I've ever. Do you have that game on? <laughs> no, I have so, Arizona UCLA on. What do you okay. think? Okay, so flip it over real quick. So no UCL, So Hawaii, the the quarterback gets under center, and he runs out from under the huddle as if uh, you know his pants are on fire or something. They snap it to the to the running back. He runs for he picks up a bunch of yards. I'm not sure. If it's right before halftime, maybe we used to have the fumble. Ruski was the they
3: they got rid of that play. They, it's it's kind of like that. It's legal, almost yeah. like
5: the uh, was the annexation of Puerto Rico or yeah. the fake little play. It's who, somebody ran it last week. I forget which team ran it last week, but yeah, very it, similar to that. It
4: looks like it's right before half, and they it looked like they could have taken a knee, so they were they were lining up as if they were going to take a knee, but they didn't take a knee, Arnie. They did right, not if, take a knee.
3: If you're just tuning in, um, obviously we have the three weight games. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, We were obviously starting off with the Clemson-North Carolina game. And the first thing I brought up was, I don't think North Carolina should have gone for the two. Torres was against me. Pete Futek, our guest in hour number one, also against me. I'd say if you're going to go for two, and I don't have a problem with that, but you better make sure it's the last play. So if you make it, you win. Not if you make it, you just take the lead and you leave 119 left on the clock and three timeouts to Clemson to come down and still beat you. So if you're going to take that type of risk, you've got to have the reward. I don't think there's a reward there because it's not guaranteed you win the game if you make the two points, Torres. You've got to win the game if you're going to go for two points.
4: What I would say, I see, I disagree, and it's because college football is such a unique sport. Like, this isn't the NFL, right, where you right. can lose week five. And, listen, there's been teams that lose week five every year that make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl and whatever. Of course. College football is so different. North Carolina, they're playing to maybe go to a bowl game. Right. But I don't have a problem with it because this is the number one team in the country on your home field. And I get, yes, in a perfect world, you don't want to leave time on the clock for Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. But but the alternative is, this is, I still think, and you might disagree with me, I think that was their best chance to win. Because if you go to overtime and you start putting the ball in Trevor Lawrence's hand on the 20-yard line going into the end zone, uh, by the way, if you kick the extra point, Trevor Lawrence still has the same amount of time, still has the same opportunity to go down, get the team in field goal range, et cetera. So it doesn't guarantee overtime.
3: No, no, it doesn't guarantee, but your defense has been playing real well up to that, and Lawrence had only thrown for a little bit over 200 yards up to that point.
4: But it doesn't guarantee a win. It only guarantees overtime. One, first of all, there's no guarantee you make the extra point, but let's assume you do. Right, okay. Even then, I I just think that that was their best chance to win. I don't know if statistically what the numbers would say, but – You know, you start giving Trevor Lawrence the ball on the 20-yard line in overtime, and you're trying to go score for score with Trevor Lawrence. I just don't like that. I think it was the right move by North Carolina. You know, I'm not against
3: going for two. I'm just against going for two when there's a lot of time left. Plus, why not tie it up? You are playing at home. You have the crowd behind you. I mean, the crowd frenzy in overtime would have been deafening. They were doing a great job up to then. If it was on the road, then maybe I could make a little bit more of a case for it. Because you know you're on your road, you don't know if you're going to get the calls. Um, the crowd's getting into it, but you're at home. That's why, um, you know. I say kick it in the overtime. Let's see if Clemson blinks first. And you know who's to say they don't get a little bit nervous. Crowd tied up. Now Lawrence has got to lead him in the field goal range. I'll take that every time there, Aaron.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, the alternative is he's he's got to drive the length of the field. Uh, if you if you make if you convert the two points. He's got to drive the length of the field, which he hasn't been b- been able to do all day with the same crowd. So uh, my thing is, because it didn't work out, we right. do this in sports sometimes. Arnie, you and I were on air the first night of college football season when Auburn chucks that ball down the field. It gets caught for the go-ahead touchdown pass with eight seconds left. Right. Right. I don't know how much you remember about that play. Should have been picked off, I thought. Maybe it, then. It should have been picked off. Right. And Auburn was in field goal range. They were down by two, I two. believe. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. And so, you know. It, Why it, even throw the ball? I didn't understand that. Exactly. And that's my point. But because it worked out for Auburn, oh, Auburn, they're unbelievable, huge win. And I feel like it's the opposite with North Carolina. Because it didn't work out, it's so much easier to nitpick it. But I don't have a problem with it because, again, you're playing the number one team in the country, and you have a chance to make a moment that's going to last a lifetime rather than go to overtime and hope for the best. Paul sends in the tweet, which I've been complaining about since the start of the season, "Um, until the
3: playoff committee leaves out an undefeated team with an embarrassing schedule like Clemson, no one should schedule any tough games. Just write a check to the Sisters of the Poor and take the win. Which is what's happening now, Aaron. And you know, I complain about it. You and everybody else is you know jumps down me and say, "No, no, we have plenty of great games, plenty of great matchups." But that that's further from the truth. It it really is like that. We've we've got to have a tougher, at least one tough game out of conference. You know.
4: Well, they did play Texas A and M, and I don't think Texas A and M is that good. But when they scheduled them, they thought they were going to be really good. And so, I have issues with with a lot of things in college football, but. I will say this. I don't think Paul's wrong in this regard. The college football playoff, if you actually look at the selection criteria, the number one criteria is you're supposed to pick the four best teams. Right. And you can use any number of variables to determine who those teams are. Did they win their conference championship? What's their win-loss record? What was their out-of-conference schedule? But it's still supposed to be one of the four be- – it's supposed to be the four best teams. And so, listen, I think there's a legitimate argument, as we talked about with Pete Futek and Hour 1, that we're going to get to the end of the year and Clemson is going to have no signature wins. And I think there's going to be a real argument about if they don't start winning games the way that we think they're supposed to look – and say Georgia's eleven and one, and they don't win the SEC or LSU's eleven and like like we're gonna have a conversation about maybe we should leave Clemson out. I don't know if they'll actually have the guts to do it, but I think they should. In the
3: Aaron Torres Spur college football poll, you don't have Clemson number one now, do you? You don't. I don't. You, well, you said you thought there was many teams that could beat them right now today. Yeah, yeah, Arnie, we're doing our show on September twenty eighth. Right. 28th. So I, well, that's why I said you. Well, th- th- let me let me rephrase the question. Do you still have Clemson number 1 but you still think other teams can beat them and they deserve to be number 1 until they lose or like no. Pete said you're going to drop them down because of the close game against North Carolina.
4: No, just because we arbitrarily decided to vote them number 1 in August right. doesn't right. mean they're number 1 team now. You know what? Put Yeah, number- but can you drop somebody until they lose if you already have them at number 1, I guess. Of course. Why not? We do it all the time. We uh, listen we do it in like we do it all the time I, I mean the the bills are undefeated in the nfl it doesn't mean that we don't think that there are other teams with one loss that are better than them right so i'm saying i think right now personally i think ohio state's the best team in the country i was going to say maybe alabama 1 ohio
3: state 2 my only concern. georgia 3 Ooh. is
4: clemson oklahoma 4 I think you could. I think you could put the case that LSU should be ahead of Clemson too. I, you could very well make a case of that. Yeah, I I think right now Ohio State, and I know they haven't played the greatest schedule, but they have two road wins in conference already. So don't tell me they haven't played anybody. And they are dominating defensively. Justin yep. Fields is awesome right now. They don't have weakness right now. LSU and Alabama—they're really good, but their defense has struggled in uh, you know against good teams. Uh, I was gonna say, well, I was gonna say Georgia. Their offense doesn't look great against great teams. So to me, I would say Ohio State right now looks like the best team in the country. And if I had a vote, I would vote them number one. Can you imagine? And
3: Brady Quinn brought this up, and people were jumping down his throat on Twitter about the possibility of getting three SEC teams in the four-team playoff. It will take a little bit. Alabama winning and going undefeated, um, beating Georgia in the SEC championship, and then LSU's only loss would be to Alabama. Maybe those three teams get in. A little far-fetched, but could you imagine the backlash on something like that, Torres? If you got three teams in um, from the SEC, people would go ballistic on that.
4: Yeah, it's funny and another people have brought this up. It's not an original thought by me, but but what really pushed the four team playoff to to where we are now with four teams was the year that LSU and Alabama played in the national championship game. Right. And the other four conferences sat around and said, "Well, we can't have this." And so they went to four. If we get three SEC teams in the college football playoff, <laughs> we're going to have eight teams by the, we're going to have eight teams by next year. I can guarantee you that. Can you can you possibly,
3: you know, even, you know, tell people, hey, this is the way it's got to be. People would go ballistic. Um, they would lose their minds if you had three SEC teams out there. I, I think there would be like a national boycott of college football if that, was, if that was to happen. People would go lose
4: their minds. There would be a lot of frustration, especially because, keep in mind, a few years ago, Bama didn't win the SEC and still got in the playoff. That's the year they played Georgia. By the way, I said Ohio State's my number one team. Who is your number one team right now? My number
3: one team is, is Alabama.
4: So would, you don't would, mind moving Clemson, too, as well? Down? No, no, I don't
3: know. No, I have no problem with doing that. Matter of fact, I'm one that definitely says that if even though you win a game, if you play it, uh, you know, it's like if you're something like a two or three touchdown favorite and you win by a field goal, I'm ready to drop you down almost like it was a loss. Not like it was a loss where you could drop like 10 spots, but I'll drop you two, three spots, four spots if
4: if you're going to play a game like that. A hundred percent. I think it's totally legitimate. I mean, Clemson and they haven't, even though the scores have been fine, they haven't looked dominant in these games that they've won, even though the scores have been one sided. I'm with you. I would have no problem with Bama number one. I'm telling you, man, this is this is one of my big things this season. I think we're so quick in sports to go to, what is the next big thing? You know, everyone wants to rush off LeBron as the best player. Oh, Giannis has passed him. in this, And it's like, LeBron's still pretty good. Now, I bring that up because that's how I feel about Tua. Tua's completing 77% of his passes, 17 touchdowns, no interceptions. We're so quick. Oh, Joe Burrow's amazing. Jalen Hurts. It's like, Tua's really, really, really good. And I feel like nobody's talking about him because we fall in love with the next guy.
3: All right, we got to get to Twitter. A lot of tweets coming in. It's me, JT, says, Every football instinct I have was screaming for North Carolina to go for two. You have inferior talent, and the longer you play a team who has better players, the advantage goes to them. Uh, shoot your shot, hope you make it, and make it a one-play game. Um, and it. you're also he also says you're forgetting one thing regarding Clemson and their playoff chances. You've got a lot of old football coaches in that room deciding – and Clemson will get every benefit of the doubt from those guys.
4: Well, I think they'll get every benefit of the doubt if they're undefeated. If 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 a power five team is undefeated, unless somehow we got five undefeated teams when you can only take four, if a power five team is undefeated, they're getting in, whether it's quote unquote fair or not. Um so but I, I don't disagree. But I mean, if you start to have a situation where, um, similar to the last couple years, or or even think about it like this: Alabama wins the SEC, LSU, they're only loss is to bama by a touchdown on the road and they beat texas on the road and all that stuff i bring it up because i think there really would be an argument and you could say um you know uh, there's old coaches in in that room But in general, those old coaches have made unpopular decisions. Remember, last year, uh, people were clamoring to get Georgia in, even though they had two losses because they played Bama so tough. Two years ago, Alabama wasn't yet. So the point is, they're willing to make tough choices. But yeah, if Clemson's undefeated, there's no way they're not making the playoffs.
3: Real quick, before we get to the break, Roberta says the minute you have a committee choose teams for the playoffs, you have only politics in charge. Um, we, We know well. Well, there's no politics in college football? What's wrong with you? I think they've gotten it right every year. I mean, you know. That doesn't pe- mean there's not politics. There's politics in this thing. There's no doubt. Um, and we'll, we'll get more into that. And one more. Paul says Auburn des- deserves to be in the top three. They have three really good wins. And then there was the throwaway game against Tulane. Let me ask you this. If you thought a team wasn't as good as your top five, but, but they played a harder schedule where they played really three tough games would you put them in your top five just based
4: on their schedule alone yeah it's a great question I know we got to get to break but yeah. that's that's why I asked Pete fewtech about Auburn because I I look at them and they don't look like Alabama or Ohio State or Oklahoma but like we said the shows today and today they may be a top five three team. Well, they have the resume of one unquestionably, and so I think it's a great question by Paul. I would have to put them in the top three, four, five, even if I don't think they're one of the two, three, four best teams.
3: I agree with you. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the college football. We'll go finish the top 25. We'll start taking a look at week four of the NFL. Uh, We're ready to roll tonight. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. Of course, uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Get a hold of us on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Genius one A lot to get to here. By the way, we cover all aspects of college football. You know that, Torres. So when there's a possible injury, we like to give an update. Um, this was in earlier today, Bully. You know who Bully is, don't you? The Mississippi (laughs) State Bulldog mascot, uninjured after taking a hit on the sideline during the first quarter of Saturday's road game against Auburn um, when um, one of the Auburn players tumbled into him. After scoring a touchdown, do we really need animals on the sideline, too? Maybe, I i don't know, is that really, maybe we, we should rethink that one, Torres, you know what I mean, or what? Where
4: do we draw the line? Because, <laughs> you know, LSU has a live tiger. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I feel like if you're going to have one live animal, you got to have them all. And so, whether it's Bevo, whether it's the Arkansas Hog, I saw was at their game today. Uga, I think Ugga once tried to bite an Auburn oh, yeah. player. There's yeah. a famous picture of it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> I say we let Bama get their elephant because somehow Roll Tide is an elephant. I don't know how yeah, that I, works exactly. I don't know how that is. What to
3: bring the elephant onto the field or That's what? what <laughs> I, why
4: not? I'm just saying. I, I think, though, the live tiger at LSU is the coolest. And I, they don't bring it near the stadium, but it's pretty cool. That's all.
3: I'm let me tell you something. We laugh and joke, but you know if something
4: would happen to Bully –
3: uh, you know, a lot of people would have been really upset. I'm a dog guy. I would have been pretty upset about that. You know?
4: Uh yeah. No, I I don't disagree. Um, but yeah, no. When you said there was an, a very serious injury that we had to address, uh, didn't no, know, didn't know yeah. where you were going with that one. But, <laughs> and you know, when you said we well, come, did, you see it by the way? Did you see
3: the play or I, I didn't you know. see it live, but yeah. I did see the it video. W- it was yeah. It wasn't. Um, I mean, it, w- it was a tumble into him, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Thank goodness for that. You know what I mean?
4: Absolutely. Uh, And when you said we cover all aspects of college football, I thought you were going to bring up the fact that my alma mater – UConn got destroyed oh, by so, Central Florida. They
3: just scored again, Central Florida. I don't... Yeah, the game ended two hours ago.
4: The score they keep going up on they the scoreboard.
3: Keep they keep adding up. It doesn't. It never stops. They'll be scoring through the course of the night. Yeah, that game wasn't pretty for you. Was it wasn't. I'm sure you turned that off real soon.
4: Yeah, my buddy, uh, my, the best man at my wedding. He lives in uh, Florida, and his wife went to UConn. And they drove up for the game, and I told them not to. And against their better judgment, they decided (laughs) to. to. I told them not to, Arnie. You know, it's like when somebody's playing Arizona. You know, it's going to get ugly. So It's just amazing. like, hey, forget about it. You
3: know, it's not going to be a good game, so you might as well Well, uh, go ahead and blow it off.
4: And they live in Florida. It's not like UConn comes down there every day. But I I told them, I said, don't do it. Don't do it. But nobody listens to A.T. I want to
3: ask you this. We talked about Ohio State and how good they're looking. What am I supposed to say about Nebraska? I mean, I thought this was going to be a top twenty-five team. Not only are they far from being a top twenty-five team, I don't even know what the heck they are to be honest with you. That was that was embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. And I didn't expect them to win, but I also didn't expect them to be down. What was it? Thirty-eight nothing at halftime. Please don't ask me about the second half. I changed the channel, so um, I don't know if anybody watched the second half. I, what's going on with Nebraska? Why? I mean. A sellout every game since what 1961, and now they just look horrible. It's it's actually embarrassing for them right now.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, and and look, we all uh, remember Nebraska being really good, but I think that today proved that uh, it was amazing because people keep saying, "Oh, Nebraska, they're right there." And it's like, no, they're not. I mean, that was a different caliber of player on the field. For Ohio State relative to Nebraska, I'm not even kidding when I say this. It was like watching UConn in Central Florida. It was just it was a completely different caliber of player, and I think it shows Nebraska how far they really have to go. I do like their coach Scott Frost, good coach. And I like Martinez, but he's just not getting it done right now.
3: Yeah, you're. He was certainly a little tad overrated coming in, but you're not down 38 to nothing at the half because of your quarterback. You know that, don't you? There's there's more problems than just your quarterback
0: there.
4: I would say in this particular game, um he threw three interceptions in the first half. And so you can say it's it you know it's a tw- you know it takes 22 guys and there's 85 guys on the team, but there was a couple times where they were driving and they were making moves and he threw interceptions. So certainly the defense didn't help all that stuff, but he was a big reason why it got as ugly as it did as quickly as it did.
3: It did. Um you got to wonder what the Nebraska fans want to do next. I mean, where do you go from here? uh it, it it seems like they've got so much to do i mean i didn't see this coming i like i said they were a top 25 team at the beginning of the year i actually thought this was a the year they were going to make some noise it's not going to be like that at all this is this is horrible for them
4: yeah i'm looking at their schedule now the good thing is that they it is pretty manageable going forward they don't play penn state they don't play michigan so they do still have uh Wisconsin who's obviously playing well. Minnesota quietly. I'm not saying they're good. Right. But they're 4 and 0 right now. So you got to watch out for them. But yeah, no, I mean, listen, they're going to get better, but it's going to it's not easy to There's no players in Nebraska. I mean, listen, you look at college football right now. The one thing that all these teams that are good have in common, there's a lot of really good high school players wherever they are. Even Ohio State, it's in the north. Um, but there's great high school football in Ohio. I guess you could make the case maybe not Notre Dame. But everywhere else, there's really good high school football players, and there's just not that many in Nebraska right now. Let's get to Alabama a little bit. We haven't talked about them. Tua, of course, the
3: future Miami Dolphin. Um, so are you, well, real quick, you're not sold on Tua?
4: You said I said future, future Miami Dolphin. Well, but in hour one, you said, well, I don't know. I mean, T- Justin Herbert.
8: J- J- no, J- no, no, Hertz.
4: no. Not, well, I, I,
3: I actually, if I was – If I was going to pick between um, Tua and Jalen Hurts, I'd have to give a really serious consideration to Jalen Hurts and what he's been able to do.
4: I wouldn't have to give any consideration. You know why? Because Nick Saban didn't give any consideration. Nick Saban watched those guys practice head to head for two years, and he said it wasn't even close. It was Jalen.
3: Well, first of all, Jalen Hurts was something. What was he like? Twenty nine and two or something to that effect. Don't don't minimize his accomplishments at Alabama. And what he's doing at Oklahoma. he's He's been phenomenal. I, I think that's taken away from his talents, to be honest.
4: Well, I think he was really good, and I think he was with a lot of other really good players. And I will say, when Lane Kiffin was the offensive coordinator there, um, he did have a lot of success. But I also think, as I said in hour one, f- first of all, to backtrack to what I just said a minute ago, yeah. Nick Saban watched those guys for two years straight, and once Tua took the job, it was never close to him giving it back. But then on the flip side, I think you really got to look at what's going on with Baker Mayfield in the NFL right now, with Kyler Murray in the NFL right now. It's great to play for Lincoln Riley when you're in college. He's going to get you a Heisman Trophy, and he's going to get you into the top 10 of the draft. But the early returns on his guys in the NFL aren't that good. And so I don't think right now it's even a debate. Maybe we'll see something over these next six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, That's is, that'll show us something different. But right now I don't think there's any debate in my mind.
3: Well, Alabama wins at 59-31. Should I be concerned about the 31, or do we say 21 was in the second half when they took out a lot of the starters? Uh, still, 31 points is 31 points. I'm sure Nick Saban wasn't happy about that when he addressed the team after the game.
4: Yeah, and you got to keep in mind, a few weeks ago they played South Carolina, which was their their other big game of the season, and they gave up uh, close to 500 yards in that game. And so they've had a lot of injuries. They obviously, like always, lost a lot of guys to the NFL last year, Um, and they don't look the same defensively to me. Now, today it wasn't as big of a deal. But you're going to play good teams going forward. Joe Burrow, uh, LSU, uh, you know, all the teams. Auburn is looking better than we thought. Potentially Georgia down the road. I do think that de- that defense is why I would have a hard time putting them at number one right now. As great as two in the offense is, they're going to need to keep scoring points to, to keep things, uh, to keep winning games with the way their defense is playing.
3: Right. You want to hear something amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. So with no limits to how much we'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. So Discover Cash Back Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. All right, we'll finish off the college football tonight. We'll get into the NFL. All that's coming up. First, though, let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. What's going on, Sager? There's
7: boxing on pay-per-view at L.A. Staples Center. They're in round number three. Undefeated Errol Spence, the IBF welterweight champ at 25-0, is the heavy favorite against Sean Porter, the WBC title holder. And we do have, of course, college football in action. The three late games are as follows. On FS1, 19th-ranked Utah leads 24-13 against Washington State late in the third quarter. Early in the third, Utah. CLA, a 7 6 leader at Arizona. The He over was yeah. way over 13 points in this one. And early third quarter, some freezing rain early at Nevada, <laughs> but it's Hawaii that's dominated. 31 3 Hawaii leads early third on the road. Those are the only three games still in progress. You know, as bad as the Pirates have been in baseball, there's still a ball game going on right now. Jeez. After 12-30 in the morning, the final weekend of a lost season for Pittsburgh, they've just fallen behind in the 12th inning. It's Reds 4-2 at Pittsburgh wow. in the bottom of the 12th. The Oakland A's won a late game, an early homer got them a 1-0 win at Seattle. Great news for the Athletics. They clinch home field for Wednesday's AL wild card against tampa bay which lost today and milwaukee well they might be the wild card in the nl because they blew a chance to tie the cardinals for first place in the nl central tonight the cards had lost at home to the cubs 8-3 milwaukee was leading late and then three different relievers allowed solo homers one in the eighth one in the ninth one in the tenth inning at colorado Rockies beat the Brewers 3 2 in 10. Justin Verlander with his 3000th career strikeout. Houston won again, 6 3 over the Angels. That's 106 wins for Houston. Dodgers won number 105 of the season. So it's looking like Houston with the top overall seed. There's only one day left in the MLB season. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Today, number one ranked Clemson got a 20. 21-20 victory at North Carolina. Clemson stopped a late two-point try. Each team's offense had 12 drives but just 14 first downs today. Clemson Mm. does not play any ranked teams the rest of its schedule. (laughs) And then Clemson might face Virginia in the ACC final. Notre Dame came back to beat Virginia today 35-20. Virginia was actually up 17-14 at the half, but UVA's quarterback had five turnovers today. And so including the eight sacks that the Irish got, Virginia on the ground, 29 carries, just four yards rushing in South Bend. Notre Dame's Tony Jones, three touchdown runs, 131 yards on the ground. Wisconsin ranked eighth, eventually pulled away to beat Northwestern 24-15. Easy wins in the top 10 for Alabama and Ohio State, for Oklahoma, Auburn, and Florida. And Stanford kicked a field goal in the final seconds to win at Oregon State tonight, 31-28. Oregon State had just scored two fourth-quarter touchdowns to tie the game. The guys are back in 10 seconds. First, a word from Farmers.
8: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We
6: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
0: bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
7: Louisiana Tech needed overtime tonight for a victory at Windless Rice twenty three to twenty. Boxing update on pay-per-view. They're into the fourth round with the undefeated Errol Spence against Sean Porter in LA. Guys, back to you.
3: All right, thanks a lot, DeSager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on in car insurance with Geico. Uh just go to Geico dot com or give them a call at one eight hundred-nine four seven auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. I know we're full fledged in the football season. Um are you gonna go to any Dodger playoff games while uh you know uh, we're gonna get into the postseason or are you just too busy for that?
4: It was really funny when DeSager said that tomorrow is the last day of the regular season. Um I guess it's because the last month of the season, I get so wrapped up in football. Right, it's crazy because I feel like the MLB regular season is both insanely long, and then it just ends. Like, I, 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 if you had just asked me, I would have been like, "Oh, there's like another two weeks left in the regular season." Like, like I know that October is right around the corner. I know it's right here, but I just get so wrapped up in football that it's just it always kind of creeps up on me at the end of the season.
3: Are you going to make it out to a playoff game out there, or no? I might. You should swing out. Oh, let me tell you something. There's nothing like Dodger playoff baseball. There really isn't. It's just unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I just remember as a kid, um, you know, going out to, to the games and just, you know, just seeing Garvey, Loeb, Say, Russell. I just, uh, you know – um, Sandy Koufax. Jaeger, just, did, oh, oh, stop Did you it. take
4: off Yom Kippur, with Sandy Koufax, or, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so mean. Where do I? I where do, I'm You're so, so
3: mean? Once you come on this show, I don't understand that. But yeah, no, I I can't wait to the uh, postseason in baseball. We got some good matchups. So, um,
4: what what's the deal, real quick? I know this. Is, we got a lot of football. What's going on in Boston? Are they? I heard they're going to cut payroll. Are they really going to let Mookie Betts go? Yeah, I. Well, they're not going to let him go. They'll trade him. <laughs> is but is he, the MVP?
3: Um. Well, he wasn't the MVP this year, but he was the MVP last year, and I'm I'm all for that. I um I would not have kept him either. It's going to cost you about three hundred three hundred fifty to probably more than four hundred million dollars, and I'm not so sure I'm going to give him that type of money. You've seen the money that Trout gets. Um. You know. You've seen Harper, uh, Machado, Machado yep. and how did it work out for all those teams? I just can't. You know, justify that. Plus, you're coming off a World Series. Not this year, but the year before. So it's not like there's tremendous urgency. They just have to rebuild because they've, they've been saddled with a lot of bad contracts. But Red Sox fans, they'll get over it because, you know, obviously um, they had their World Series last year. It's not what you've done for me, but what you've done for me lately. So um, they'll start screaming until they get a new general manager. Just wrapping up, though, uh, college football. Um, we brought up the Alabama game. Two I thought was good today, 26-36, six touchdowns. Um, over 400 yards passing, not too shabby, Um, which is why you have him as your number 1 quarterback.
4: I do. I do. I, it, I would say going into the next NFL draft I do right now, and I'm not saying that means that he should be the favorite for the Heisman. I think Burrow and Hurts have been better. That doesn't mean that I think that Nick Saban made the wrong decision by keeping Tua instead of Jalen Hurts. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying right now I do like the two of them better in terms of the Heisman. But man, I just feel like we're to- I just feel like we're totally sleeping on Tua. I watched that game today. I mean, he just throws the most perfect ball in the most perfect spot. That wide receiver, by the way, Smith, who's their fourth best wide receiver, was unbelievable. 136 yards, 8 catches, two touchdowns. I just love watching them play offense, man. I really do. Is Nick Saban
3: a better coach than everybody else? A better recruiter than everybody else? Or just luckier than everybody else?
4: Well, I'll tell you this. What I think has happened – what I give him credit for is this, is that um, I think f- – what what was it, four, five, six years ago when he hired Lane Kiffin? Right. I think he realized before a lot of other people, um, I can't keep trying to win every game 13-10. to 10. And he was one of the guys that really opened up his offense – uh, uh, you know, many years ago, and LSU now is catching up. Michigan is now catching up. The one thing about Saban, I do give him credit for. I think he's a great recruiter, is a great, great uh, talent evaluator. But I also think that he understands sometimes when it's time to make change. I think when you get to be late in your career, you can get stubborn about stuff. He doesn't see. He's a stubborn guy, but in terms of like football philosophy, he doesn't strike me as a guy that's super stubborn. Tell me you're not rooting
3: for what everybody else is rooting for, an Oklahoma-Alabama championship so Jalen Hurts can go up against his old team, Alabama. Jalen Hurts and Tua going against each other to win a championship. Ratings would just be unbelievable for
4: something like that, Torres. Well, I'm rooting for an Alabama-Oklahoma championship because that's what I picked in the preseason. And I'm just beholden to my picks. How about this, by the way? We, so I, I have Arizona
3: in it. I'm still hoping on to that.
4: So. Okay, yeah. So so taking out Arizona, how about this? Yes. Bama, Oklahoma in one playoff game, and then Georgia, Ohio State, because, of course, Ohio yes. State's quarterback, Justin Fields, was at Georgia. How crazy would that be, huh? Or, or LSU, Ohio State, because Joe Burrow right. was at Ohio State. Absolutely. Was there like, what, two, three years? Yeah, he was there, I think, three years, and he yeah. lost the job to Dwayne Haskins, went to LSU. It clearly worked out for everybody. I think Ohio State's doing just fine without him. Uh, but, yeah, no, there's all kinds of crazy scenarios. The one, you know, To make those scenarios happen, we got to get Clemson out of the playoff, and I'm telling you, it's looking more and more like that might not happen.
3: No, I, I don't see. Is there any hiccup? You had the schedule up. Is there any hiccup along the way? Um, like, what's the closest game they could possibly play? Probably on the road, because I don't think they'll lose at home, you know?
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, the schedule is really easy, but it just becomes if they could lose if they could nearly lose at North Carolina today, I think they can lose to just about any team on their schedule. They play Florida State, so they have a bye next week. They play Florida State, they play at Louisville, they play at NC State, at South Carolina. I got I got to be honest. I don't actually see any losses on this schedule yeah. <laughs> as bad as they were today. I don't actually see any losses on this schedule.
3: Right, you want to get a hold of us again, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. When we get back, the Sager joins us, wraps up all the late scores. My Wildcats, what have they done? We'll tell you about that, all that, when we get back right
0: here on Fox Sports Radio. All
3: Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. All right, now before we do anything else, late games, let's check in with Steve DeSager, see what's happening with all the late news and notes. What's happening DeSager?
7: Hello, gentlemen. You'd mentioned Aaron the fumble rooskey that Hawaii pulled late in the first half to get him three more points before the break in the cold at Nevada. That's one of the three late games. Insane. Hawaii now up thirty eight three mid third wow. quarter. Wow. I saw a stat from the stat company, Elias Sports Bureau, that this halftime lead for Hawaii football tonight their second largest at the half ever in a road game for the program. They had been up 31 at Idaho over a decade ago. They were up 31-3 tonight at halftime in a game that had freezing rain at the beginning at Nevada, but it's Hawaii that's stomping all over the place. I, I,
3: I'm going to call my shot now. I'm going to say for the second week in a row we're going to have a comeback, and Nevada comes back and wins this game. <laughs> what do you think about that?
4: I would also say no. there there was one factual error in that, to sager The stat company is Steve DeSager. <laughs> everything You know everything about sports, so Not true. Uh, 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 it seems like it, but,
7: yeah. uh, Okay, I'm happy to disprove that on a weekly basis, but yeah. <laughs> oh, and you
4: do it quite often. Oh, you
7: yeah, uh, Arnie, you're, talk- wow. you're
4: the talking. The wow. game
7: on FS1 is starting the fourth quarter at 19th-ranked Utah. They've had some rain there. 31-13, Utes yeah. lead Washington State, the team that did blow the huge lead last Saturday night late against UCLA. And so people were expecting a high-scoring Bruins game against Arizona, but no, this is the regular UCLA. LA offense the one that couldn't score more than 14 points in any other game this season Arizona leads 13 10 against UCLA about six minutes to go I, in the third I
3: called my brother before the game like two hours before the game I go you have to bet the over you have to <laughs> I go don't be stupid they may have 73 at halftime yeah of course I didn't know Khalil Tate and uh, Taylor the running back were going to be out my, I'm sure my brother bet the over and that's why he's been calling me, but I haven't picked up the phone yet. So. I believe that's <laughs> what they call
7: <laughs> recency bias. And, and yeah. there is a boxing on pay-per-view from Staples Center in L.A. They're into round eight. Undefeated IBF welterweight champ Errol Spence, 25-0 and against Sean Porter. Wow. And by the way, I mentioned the late ball game that went way after midnight at Pittsburgh, a team that's been doing nothing for quite some time now. Season mercifully ends tomorrow. The Pirates lost in 12 innings 4 to 2 to the Reds. I would like an exact attendance count please for how oh, many how many people bad? were still there in the 12th inning. Yeah, good luck. I you'll never find that out, but Yeah. Anyway, the Angels uh, lost to Houston, the best team in the majors. By the way, as the playoffs start next week, I would like to see the team that can actually beat that Houston pitching staff four times in one week. Good luck on that. How about the, in the rest Dodgers? Of the league. You don't think the Dodgers could do that, or what? I, they, I think the Dodgers could do that. They have a very deep lineup. Yes. Uh, I, at the other hand, you have maybe Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole could be co sy Young winners, mm. and they got Zach Greinke. It's just silly how good the staff is, and they bash. In the lineup, it's a great, great Houston. And Yankees game.
3: have no pitching either, so that's a problem and a too. ton of injuries too. And yeah, the Yankees
7: yeah. somehow have hundred three wins this year, and that's still not good enough for top seed in the American League because Houston got win number one oh six tonight. They beat the Angels six three. How about this stat from the L A Times? Mike Sosha just managed the Angels almost twenty years. He never had an Angel team that lost more than eighty eight games. Tonight was loss number 89 for the Angels <laughs> this season with Brad Osma's first year, which begs the question, if the Cubs get rid of their manager, Joe Madden this weekend, does he become the next Angels manager? Do they already mm. switch because Joe Madden was an Angels bench coach? I don't know. It's just something in the back of the minds. There'll be a lot of movement, of course, wow. in the offseason of baseball. The Dodgers... Team president who has this entire system of analytics. He doesn't have a contract yet for next season as they head into yet another Jeez. postseason. Why, well, he didn't record. do a good enough job this year or what? Yeah, he didn't sign yeah. himself to a, to an extension <laughs> yet. Uh, Dodgers did win their sixth in a row, 2 nothing over the Giants. Hyunjin Ryu is back on the oh, horse, pitching great again. They unbelievable. They him a week off, fortunately, finally, a few weeks Wish ago. Wish the Mets had him. That has done the trick because Ryu clinched the ERA title today. for the season, and Kenley Jansen got the save. So that's 105 wins for the Dodgers, most in L.A. Dodger history, but again, 106 for Houston. And in that Houston win, Justin Verlander, not only with his 21st victory of the season... He had 12 strikeouts in six innings. He has 300 for the season, and he's over 3,000 strikeouts wow. for his career. To college Jeez. football, we mentioned the Clemson one-point win at North Carolina. Ohio State's victory, they were up 48 nothing at Nebraska in the third quarter. I got ill watching that game. <sighs> Quarterback Justin Fields, four total touchdowns, 48-7 the final. So Ohio State has four straight wins by at least 40 points insane adrian martinez under 50 yards passing for the night and three interceptions at one point he had three picks and only three completions three to his own team three to the other team Jeez. ohio state finished with 31 first downs in 37 minutes of time of possession wow <laughs> meanwhile in the big Ten, ranked wisconsin was not at all impressive on offense they needed touchdowns on a fumble yeah. recovery and an interception return in the second half to beat Northwestern 24 15. Wisconsin's offense, 14 drives, 13 first downs. Badgers were only up 7 3 in the third quarter. You're not playing Michigan this week, that's for sure. <laughs> and oh, Michigan wow. got to play Rutgers. So there's wow. a 52 nothing final for the Wolverines. All
3: right. Thank you, DeSager. Two hours are in the books. Power hours coming up next. You want to be part of the show? We're reading tweets like crazy. Get a hold of us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking Genius 1. We shift gears a little bit. NFL action, week four. We'll start taking a look at the games. Bernie Fratto will join us. That's coming up in about 20 minutes from now. So a lot of NFL right here on Fox. All right, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit GEICO.com for a free rate. "Quote," um, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Real quick, Torres, are you watching what I'm watching?
4: Well, I have. And that would be
3: the quarterback for UCLA, Dorian Thompson, down. Um, all right, he's got up to the gra- uh, he's gotten up now, but he was down for a long time. I don't know if it's a shoulder or what. I'm not going to speculate, but he's on the sideline, obviously in a lot of pain. So. Um, they'll bring in, I think it's Burton as the quarterback to take over for him. Um, Yeah, it is. Austin Burton. There the you sophomore. go. So well. we'll see what happens there. I don't know if he's going to be out long, but uh, he's certainly on the sideline on, on a lot of pain right now. I'm not sure of the specific injury he's got.
4: Yeah, and it's a tight game, 13-10. Uh, we're about to head into the fourth quarter. I want to see UCLA get some more magic like last weekend.
3: And as you just said that, they're running for a touchdown. <laughs> <as you> just- <laughs> As you just said that to jinx me. They're going to have a first and goal with inside the five-yard line of Arizona. As you mentioned, they trail uh, Arizona 13-10. Arizona leading that as they're still in the third. All right, NFL, it's week four action. You know, before I, we get into all the games and stuff like that, of course, I think you know a lot of people like Dallas, New Orleans is the big game of the weekend. I personally think it's the Patriots and the Bills. You know, the Bills win this game. There could be a changing of the guard and finally – Um, to unlock that stranglehold the Patriots have on the AFC East. This could be the time, you know, they win this game. uh, They'll have a one-game lead. Uh, Still plenty of time left, but um, it certainly, when's the last time the Patriots have been not in first place in that AFC East late in the season because they've won it so many years in a row?
4: First of all, I was thinking about this. If I had told you before the season that we are entering week four, there are two matchups of... Teams that have not lost a game. It is the Patriots and Bills. Right. And the Chiefs and the Lions. And the Patriots have played
3: teams that are 0-9, Bills 1-8, I believe.
4: Yes. So <laughs> I, I would just say, kind of the point being, it's it's been a little bit of a wacky season. The Lions do have a tie, but not a uh, not an undefeated record. But anyway, my, my thing with what you just said, you don't actually believe that it's going to be a ch- – even if the Bills win that game – that doesn't mean it's a changing of the guard. Oh,
3: yes, I do believe that. It's very possible, too. I mean, first of all, the Bills have a pretty good defense. They win this game. They go a one game up on a division where the Bills should be able to dominate the Dolphins and the Jets. So, they'd be one game away of getting the sweep over the Patriots. They do that. They win the division. Uh, no ifs, fans are butts about it, because then they got a two-game-plus lead. They'd have to give up three back to the Patriots. I don't think that's happening in the last eight games, but anything's possible with the Buffalo Bills why you're not ready for the changing of the guard I take it Torres or what
4: do we know they have a good defense i mean it was the jets the giants pre uh daniel jones descending from the heavens and uh you know taking over quarterback and the cincinnati bengals they they didn't exactly play the chiefs uh redskins chiefs ravens and uh the 86 bears here
3: yeah but can i can i say that about the patriots also i mean yeah. they've they've played the dolphins they've played the jets They've played just horrible teams, Pittsburgh. um, You know, are they really as good as the 17 points they've given up, or maybe that's a little misleading also?
4: Well, all I would say is there's a 17-year track record or 19-year track record of the Patriots being awesome. Uh, The Bills, there's a three-week track record of them being awesome. So I'm a little hesitant. I will say I do think it's interesting, not just the Patriots, not just the Bills, but the Cowboys, who I know we'll get to in a minute, Uh, I feel like there's a lot of teams that have very nice records right now that we really know nothing about. Like if the the Patriots lose by two touchdowns this weekend, I don't know that I'd be surprised. And it's the same with the Cowboys because they haven't played anybody either. All right. Let me go through the list. And uh, by the way, if you're
3: listening at home, um, you can go ahead and tweet us also. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Everybody tell me what is the best game? of the weekend. I'm pretty sure it's going to come down between you picking between the Cowboys and the Saints, but I personally think um I really love this Patriots Bills game. I think that's the best game of the week, two undefeated teams, finally maybe a chance to knock off the Patriots from on top of that AFC's tower. I think that's the best game of the weekend.
4: Yeah, I think barring like a catastrophic injury um, I think it has the potential for the biggest storyline, which the biggest storyline is exactly what you just said. If the Bills win this game to improve to 4-0, uh, take a, a command of the division, I think that's right. the biggest storyline. I don't know if it's going to be the best game, though. I'm with you. I think Dallas at New Orleans will probably be the best game of the weekend.
3: Most likely to pull an upset. I'm going to have to go with the Detroit Lions, 2-0-1 at home. Now, I know they're getting seven. Matthew Stafford, um, questionable in this one. We don't know if he's going to be out there or not. But if he was healthy, I would really like this one. Um, Disappointed in that first game against Arizona, but they've turned it on since then. I think if there's most likely to be an upset, I would I would probably say the Lions over the Kansas City Chiefs. You got another one out there, Torres, or what?
4: I was gonna say I'm not sold on the Lions. I mean, listen, I'm not sold because they barely they tied the Cardinals in Week One, barely beat the Chargers, and really the Chargers had a bunch of turnovers and all that. The Eagles, okay, whatever. The Eagles are kind of hot and cold. Uh, I just need to see more out of the Lions in terms of upsets going into the weekend.
3: Right. And and, I was actually going to pick the Browns because they were a seven-point dog against the Ravens, but I don't like going against them um, against the Ravens at home.
4: I'm with you. And I'll say this. I think that that, to me, is the most interesting game of the weekend, Browns at Ravens, because, listen, it's been talked about all week. We're not the first people to say it. If the Browns win this game, all of a sudden, for all the talk, they're in first place in the AFC North – but on the flip side, I don't think there's any reason to think that they are going to win this game. And right. I know the Ravens are coming off a loss, but credit to that team. They they play well. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been phenomenal. Um, they don't turn the ball over. They basically are the anti-Browns. They don't really do a ton of stuff sexy, but they just do the fundamental smart things, and that's why they're playing so well right now.
3: The worst game of the weekend, one that you don't care, you wouldn't watch it. If yeah, it was the only thing on TV, I would probably say still the Chargers-Dolphins because the Chargers will get up 21 nothing at the end of the first, and then you could turn it off. That's got to be – though the line has dropped from 16.5 to 14.5, money coming in on the Dolphins, not sure why, but I, to me that's the ugliest game of the weekend.
4: The ugliest game of the weekend, the one that, as you said, you wouldn't watch it if there was nothing else on TV – I hate to say it. It's the one that's going to be on when there's nothing else on TV. Monday night, uh, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yes. I mean, I might have to – I'm going to quote Rob Parker here. I might have to pull up some Golden Girls reruns on the uh, DVR yeah. here. because 2-0-3. Oh, th- 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 the ratings are going to plummet on that one for sure. I know. Maybe this is the tank for two a game. Everyone's just <laughs> handed two to the Dolphins, and uh, that one's going to be tough to watch. So, uh, oh, yeah. I, Jeez, horrible! Yeah. I feel bad for uh, I feel bad for the, the you know
0: four letter network. Yeah, the I, 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 gonna I was <laughs> going to say yeah. Maybe I don't
4: feel too bad for him, but that's a tough, tough Monday night game. By the way, last week uh, uh, Redskins and Bears wasn't exactly moving the needle. No, either.
3: but you still you still got the Bears. What's the one player you need to watch this weekend? I think we're going to be well. I I think we're going to be in agreement with this. Uh, I no. guess it's I, Jones, I, the quarterback for the Giants. Uh, see what he's going to do as an encore. They are playing a crappy Redskin team, and they're at home. No uh, Saquon Barkley, so he's the one person I want to watch or keep tabs on uh, for tomorrow, and that's for sure.
4: The guy that I want to watch, and Daniel Jones is definitely a great answer, um, I need to see more Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. he's. Oh, I don't know what to expect out of that game tomorrow. Exactly, and I came on this show last week And I crushed them. I said, they are not the same team without Drew Brees. They go to Seattle and win. But if you look at the stats, Arnie, Seattle basically had twice as much total offense as the Saints. Mm. And the Saints got a a punt return for a touchdown, and they got all kinds of weird stuff happening. They win this game. But how about this? Seattle, 514 yards of total offense. New Orleans, 265 yards of total offense, and they won that game. All right. Who must win
3: this weekend. Pretty simple. Who must win or pretty much your playoff chances go out the window? I I think I said this a week ago or two weeks ago when we did this Torres. The Atlanta Falcons at home, one and two, lucky to even get that one victory against, what was it, Philadelphia, I believe, when they got that play in the end, but you can't go to one and three, lose it home to the Titans who also come in one and two. Falcons you got to win. You have to win this game. That, that's got to be number one on the list.
4: Well, in that division with New Orleans and um, Carolina struggling is, is wide open. I would say the obvious one to me is the obvious one that everyone's been talking about all week. That's the Cleveland Browns. I mean, yeah. you know, you, fall, you lose this game, you go to one and three. Arnie, have you seen their schedule? they play at San Francisco next week Monday night. San Francisco obviously hasn't lost yet. By the way, San Francisco's already on their bye this week, so San Francisco will be coming right. off a bye. Then, how about this? Seattle at home at New England wow. after that. So you could be legitimately if 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 um ball uh, if uh Cleveland loses this game, which I definitely think it's possible, they'd fall to 1 in 3 and I think they could be 1 in 6 in 3 weeks.
3: You see, you think they're eliminated at 1 and 3. They're done. It's no playoffs for you and then Baker Mayfield's going to be taking a lot of heat and a lot of tweeting also I'm I
4: suppose. <laughs> um I, I yeah, I mean, listen, you know, you never know. You never know what's going to qualify for a wild card, but yeah, not only would they be well behind uh, Baltimore in the division standings, I just think with the way that their schedule shakes out, it's going to be a really really tough task to come back from that.
3: You know, while we're on Cleveland-Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, I like him, but I'm pumping the brakes on him. Not that I don't think he's going to be a good quarterback, but I'm stopping it. good quarterback. I'm not putting him in a lead. I don't think he's the next coming. Um, you know, he put up a lot of stats against some bad teams and played decent against Kansas City, but that was a lot of two touchdowns at the end when I think it was like 31-13 Kansas City. I'm still, the jury's out for me on, on, on Jackson. I, I still have to see a lot more.
4: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, listen, um, he went 22-43 of 43 last week, so basically he was right around 50% completion percentage. And as you said, they opened the season with a very manageable Dolphins-Cardinals start to the year. And when we saw him in the playoffs last year, he really struggled against um, the Chargers until late in that game. They did make a run late. But, you know, I listen, the talent is there. It's unquestionable. Um, but I don't know if John Harbaugh is going to let him loose, and if John Harbaugh doesn't let him loose, I don't really know. I just worry about I, – I don't want to say I worry, but I just wonder if we're overvaluing him because they played maybe the two worst teams over the first two weeks of the season.
3: Jordan says, best game, Chargers-Dolphins. Biggest upset is going to be the Dolphins over the Chargers, 24-21. Well,
4: I'll tell you this. Um, my preseason Steelers-Saints Super Bowl isn't looking good, but – I did say this: the Chargers want to make the playoffs this year. Derwin James out. Uh, I knew that would be a problem for them. By the way, your boy Melvin Gordon, worst holdout ever. He's yes. going to play tomorrow. Yeah, that was that and was he horrible. And owes, he owes the Chargers money now. Not only did he not get his money, not only did he turn down $10 million a year, now he owes them money for the time that he missed. Brian says
3: Spanier is clueless bozo as usual. Patriots and Chiefs are the only two teams that have a shot to win the Super Bowl. No other teams have a shot. The Rams? Patriots uh, and Chiefs uh, are the only ones? You heard what the—well, first of all, they they play in the AFC, so uh, they're both in the AFC, so they both can't meet in the Super Bowl, but I I think he's just saying in the AFC. Uh, Uh, Grant says Vikings-Bears, best game of the weekend. And Paul uh says the Patriots no longer have Gronk. Edelman is hurt. A.B. is gone. They have no running game. If my Bills can't win this time around— it's never going to happen. Hashtag Bills Mafia. This At home, it. too.
4: It's got to be this time, right? And changing of the guard. Arnie says if the Bills win, they're going to the Super Bowl, and they're going to win the next 10 like the Patriots. So Let's uh, go to Vegas. Talk to our buddy Bernie Fratto. That's coming up next from straight out of
3: Vegas. We'll see what Bernie's got to say, what the Lions are saying. All that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports our Radio. On Fox Sports. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can tweet us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Genius one Let's get to our guest. He comes up in about 40 minutes from now. He's up at the top of the hour, does his own show straight out of Vegas. It's our buddy Bernie Fratto. Bernie, right off the bat, uh, what's going on with the Westgate Superbook Super Contest? What is it, the reboot? What's going on there?
8: Yeah, good to be with you guys. So earlier this week they announced at the Westgate Superbook what's called the Super Contest Reboot. It will start Week 9, and uh, there's a $500 entry. It'll go from Weeks 9 through 17, same Ooh. format right. as the regular Super Contest. It's It was put out there because for folks who are off to a bad start or they're buried yeah. or maybe they just didn't get into a contest and they wish they would have, Right. This gives them a chance to reboot. They're anticipating two to three hundred signups, and the top prize will be forty percent of the pool. They'll pay out the first top ten slots. So there's still an opportunity for someone. If you win this thing, to win about fifty thousand dollars, and you've Ooh. got till November second to sign up.
3: I like that. I, I may have to take a chance on that one.
4: I, I absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't mean to uh, go backwards here, but I know we're going to talk a lot of NFL. I did want to talk a little college football, though, Bernie, because I know it probably pains you for me to say this. You, You worked in Michigan forever. I think Ohio State's the best team in college football right now. And I was just curious. They went through a coaching change this offseason. We all know all the dynamics. Were they, like, how long were the odds in the preseason to get Ohio State as a national champion? Because I don't remember us talking about them the way that we did Alabama, Clemson, even, frankly, a Michigan in the preseason.
8: Excellent point, and I agree with you. Ohio State, you can make a case they are the best team in the country. On August 20th, Aaron, you could have gotten Ohio State at 14-1 to to win it all. Wow. wow. This past week, Ohio State's now down to 8-1. to They're still behind Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and LSU. But they are winning, and they're, they're not only winning, they're winning by an average margin of about 40 points, and uh, not the least of which is their quarterback, who obviously is playing at a Heisman pace. All right, Bernie, let's uh, get into the NFL full slate tomorrow. Um, start with the Dolphins because,
3: you know, we've seen unbelievable lines. It opened up at 16.5, went down to 14.5. Um, just how bad is this team? Why are they putting money on the Dolphins? And you
8: know, is anybody putting money line on them? What's going on here? They're actually getting some two way action this week. They're not one of the teams that the books needs. Look, Miami's been outscored one thirty three to sixteen. They're getting outgained by two hundred eighty yards per game. The send off line was seven before the season started. Before we knew this debacle, so it got as high as sixteen and a half. It's come down a bit. But if you really want to scratch your head, explain to me, guys. Wow, there have been six bets taken on Miami to win the Super Bowl at twenty thousand to one, And, oh, by the way, one as recent as last Tuesday.
3: Get out of here. 20,000 to one odds, though? That's the reason
8: yes. why.
4: It, it, that's wow. what I was going to ask. Is, is that the reason why, just because the odds are so insane that somebody thinks it's worth putting a couple bucks on it?
8: You know what? You're better off lighting it on fire that's at to keep you warm. It's <laughs> supposed to snow in Reno tonight. By the way, not for nothing – because Ernie, you like to always inquire. If yeah. you want to bet Miami on the money line tomorrow, they're plus seven hundred. If you want to bet the Chargers just to win, they're minus a thousand. And by the way, I... they they didn't forget about your bets, your uh, Jets either, Ernie. The Caesars reported that they've taken twelve bets at ten thousand to one for the Jets to win the Super Bowl.
3: Wow. I would I would go for that a little bit, especially you know when Darnold gets back, you don't know what they're going to do. Um, what do the sports book uh, sports books need this weekend? Uh, who's getting the share
8: of the money and who do the books need? They need four teams. Uh, they need the bills plus seven, the Lions plus seven, and like 95 percent of the money's coming in on the Chiefs. The Saints at home catching two and a half against Dallas. Mm. the books need them. And then finally, the Chicago Bears, they're a short favorite. They're minus two hosting the Vikings. The books need the Bears as well. Wow. I'm just going game by
4: game here. Uh, Washington at Arnie's New York Football Giants. I don't know if you heard, but uh, they have a guy at quarterback now who's basically a combination of Dan Marino, John Elway, and uh, <laughs> prime Michael Vick all rolled into one. Has ha, Have the lines moved, or or what it, is Daniel Jones making an impact in Vegas yet?
8: Well, he must be because the Giants are laying three. They're actually a favorite, and the Sharps I know actually like the Washington Redskins. Keep in mind, there'll be no Saquon Barkley for the next six to eight weeks. That's an issue. Right. And the last time the New York Giants have been dressed up as a favorite, the last five times, they're one and four against the spread. I'm not in a hurry to uh, get behind the New York Giants. I may play half a unit on the Redskins.
3: What's going on in the Kansas City Detroit game? We don't know about Stafford, or do we know about him? Oh yeah. The lines at seven. Yes. Do we do we take Kansas City and just say Detroit's still on? Unpredictable, Or do you say, hey, money line Detroit and go for the gusto there? What's going on?
8: Yeah, I don't think I'd do that, Arnie. Uh, first of all, you re- bring up a good point. When it was reported yesterday that Matt Stafford was listed as questionable on the injury report, I texted my moles. He tweaked his hip in practice. It's nothing mm. serious at all. Uh, it's just standard operating procedure. He's questionable. He was limited, but he could do everything he needed to do. He will play tomorrow unless he wakes up tomorrow with malaria or something, but he's going to play. <laughs> but not, when 95% of the money comes in on Kansas City, that's what's, that's what's going to move that line to seven. Patrick Mahomes, he's had 20 starts in his career in the NFL, and he's had, he's had 13 300-yard games. Wow. So it's a mismatch here. Detroit's defense has given up 1,200 yards in their first three games against the Texas Tech alumni and the MASH units from Philly and the Chargers, who both should have won. Those were – more the chargers and philly losing than the lions winning so i think kansas city goes in tomorrow and takes care of business
4: you've mentioned a few lines that have moved over the course of week uh bernie one that has as well cleveland opened as i think five five and a half they're up to six and a half seven wow wow yeah has everyone basically given up on the browns at this point or what's going on with that line movement
8: i don't think so i think there's a lot of good two-way action in that game to tell you the truth the Ravens, though, have the you know the league's top-ranked offense. They're averaging 511 yards a game. Although Lamar Jackson is only one and five against the spread at home, I think Baltimore looked pretty good at Kansas City last week. Cleveland's having all kinds of troubles with communications on their offense or having offensive line issues. I don't think Cleveland's all well, and they've got a couple of defensive backs nicked up. So the truth of the matter is, it's it's Baltimore or stay away from me, Bernie. You, you mentioned New England, Buffalo, Huckum. A
3: lot of money's not coming in on Buffalo on the money line. You would think that this is the one chance that, hey, they're playing at home. They're 3 and 0. The crowd's going to go crazy. New England's coming in with some injuries. I'm, I'm shocked that uh, money line Buffalo is not the way to go.
8: I haven't looked at the numbers in terms of people firing on Buffalo on the money line. I do know they've taken some action, though, uh, at plus seven, although the Bills, you know, the books do need the Bills. I would point out, this guys, that one trend, one strong trend, yeah, uh, does favor the Bills tomorrow. Teams that are three and and0 and head home week four uh, to play their week four game at home. Right. They're forty seven and twenty nine against the spread since wow. nineteen eighty. However, you have to temper that against the fact that New England has won fourteen of their last fifteen in Buffalo, and I don't really want to get in front of a speeding train. <laughs> like the New England Patriots, who haven't given up a touchdown the entire calendar year, 2019. Remember, they didn't give up yep. they didn't give up one in the Super Bowl. They haven't given up one during the regular season. They're giving up like five points a game. This team's hitting on all cylinders. Is there one team that, not just
4: tomorrow, but in general, that maybe the public likes a little bit more, that thinks they're a little bit better than maybe Vegas does?
8: Well, it, it's really kind of all over the map. I think the public likes green bay a lot. I think the public likes the bears a lot. Certainly the public likes New England a lot. The public likes Dallas a lot. What we're finding though guys is you've really got to watch after week 4. You're going to have a lot of data as we talk about this in future weeks as Fezzik pointed out earlier tonight when we talked. The data now for the first 4 weeks of the season for 2019 will really start to supersede what we saw in 2018. And we're going to know a lot more. Lines are getting sharper. Hard to find market inefficiencies, although Fez pointed out a, a glaring market line looking at Houston, only laying four against Carolina. Carolina was only a two-point dog at Arizona last week. Why not right? And if you're telling me Houston's only two points better than Arizona, I'm not buying it. Fez thinks you're probably eight points better. You might want to take a hard look at the Houston Texans tomorrow.
3: Wow, he's Bernie Fratto. You could tweet him at Bernie Fratto. Uh, he's coming up in 30 minutes from now, straight out of Vegas. Bernie, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, we'll be tuning in at the top of the hour. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, take care. Bernie Frato, everybody, always giving you the Vegas perspective on what's going on. Let's check in with Sager one last time tonight, see what's trending out there, Sager.
7: The boxing is over on pay-per-view from Los Angeles, and the post-fight coverage is on FS1 right now. Errol Spence still undefeated, 26-0. He was a huge favorite against Sean Porter. And won by split decision. Spence, the IBF welterweight champ, he beats Porter, who was WBC title holder. Porter falls to 30-3 and three with one draw. Split decision, a judge, two judges, had it 116-111 for Spence, but one had him losing 115-112. Next up, Errol Spence will fight Danny Garcia. That was announced in the ring afterwards. Garcia had lost to Porter last year. And, uh, guys, do you know the NBA preseason starts late Thursday? Yes, I do. Hawaii, there's a game, Clippers against the Rockets. In fact, Houston has an exhibition against Shanghai on Monday before going to Hawaii. The NHL regular season begins Wednesday night. So they closed the preseason with the Penguins against Buffalo tonight, and Sidney Crosby leaves with an injury, took a shot off his skate. They say they'll know more about the foot injury tomorrow morning. Pittsburgh opens in Buffalo on Thursday. As for the late college football on FS1, 19th ranked Utah beat up Washington State 38-13. About seven minutes to go at Arizona. Wildcats with the fourth quarter touchdown holding on to a 20-17 lead against UCLA. Yeah, And under four minutes to go. Hawaii with just a ridiculous effort tonight. They've just scored again. It's 54-3. At Nevada, in the Makes Arizona look better. With under four (laughs) minutes to go. I guess it does. Stanford kicked a field goal in the final seconds to win at Oregon State, 31-28. Toledo beat BYU, 28-21, getting the game-winning touchdown with under a minute to go. It was set up by a 40-yard interception return. A great stat is Toledo's football program, in almost the last 50 years, they had never won a game when they were down 7 to start the fourth quarter and then won the game by 7, but that was the comeback today to wow. beat BYU. Pitt Edge Delaware. Remember Pitt with the upset of UCF last weekend? Same field in Pittsburgh today. And Pittsburgh was trailing early fourth quarter. They had 13 penalties, couple of turnovers. They did edge Delaware 17-14. Jeez. Temple beat Georgia Tech 24-2. Temple's former coach just left for Georgia Tech's job last December. <laughs> Baylor kicked a late field goal to down Iowa State 23-21. Baylor had led 20 to nothing at the half, but Iowa State took a brief lead with three straight touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And Minnesota 4-0 held on to win at Purdue 38-31. In November, Minnesota does have to play Penn State, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Penn State dominated last night. Iowa was a winner, 48-3 over Middle Tennessee today. In fact, Iowa had 644 yards to 216 for its opponent. Eighth-ranked Wisconsin eventually pulled away, 24-15 over Northwestern. 19 point uh, punts total in that game, and only a seven to three on the scoreboard for the Badgers' lead in the third quarter. The game was number 1 Clemson, stopping the late two-point try, 21-20, at North Carolina. To baseball, the Oakland A's won to clinch home field for the AL wildcard game, which is Wednesday against Tampa Bay. The Rays had lost today. Washington Nationals won their seventh straight game. The Nats clinch home field for Tuesday night's NL wildcard game. Max Scherzer will start that one. We don't know the opponent yet because the NL Central still undecided who will win the division. Who will have to hit the road for D.C. in that wild card game Tuesday? Milwaukee had a chance to tie the Cardinals for first tonight. Cards had lost, and then Milwaukee lost, giving up solo homers in the 8th, ninth, and 10th innings. Three different relievers, and they lose 3-2 at Colorado in 10. Houston, another win. Justin Verlander is 21st victory. He's at 300 strikeouts for the year and he got his 3,000th K of his career. Back to the show in 10 seconds. First, a word from Farmers.
8: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to Farmers. We
6: are Farmers. Bum, bum,
0: bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state. The Mets'
7: Pete Alonzo hit his 53rd home Woo. run of the season. The rookie record, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, hit 52 only two years ago. That <laughs> record already been broken with the amount of, uh, of course, home runs that we see these days. The Miami Heat reportedly gave Coach Eric Spolster an extension through 2024 and the NFL and its referees union came to a seven-year labor agreement. Update from Arizona, about four minutes left. Wildcats Arr! have the lead and the ball, 20-17 to 17 over UCLA. That little sound effect in the background, that is apparently a Wildcat. It's taken us all night to figure it out, but back to <laughs> Thank you. Thank
3: you to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Uh, just go to geico.com or give them a call. 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Yes, less than four minutes left in the game. Our Wildcats hanging on the way. twenty seventeen lead. They have the ball um, near midfield. At last check I saw, it's uh, actually on the 40, UCLA 42-yard line, second and three. So, again, we will keep you updated on what's going on there. Torres, we got a lot of NFL to get to, though. A full slate of action, obviously couple of games that we didn't touch on, Titans-Falcons. I know both teams come in one and two. Remember, we talked about a team that had to win. I said it had to be the Falcons. Um, the tight end for the Falcons, Hooper, we had him on after the Sunday night game when I was doing the show at Plank. And I said, it's a little frustrating with Matt Ryan having an up season, down season after the Super wow. Bowl. And he kind of jumped on me. and said, what are you talking about? Woo! He's been consistent more than anybody. Um, well, yeah, he's go, been well,
4: consistently bad this year. Sorry, go ahead.
3: Well, he just he just said you know he didn't like to see his guy take a bad rap. But ever since that Super Bowl, I I don't know he hasn't really been the same. The numbers are okay, but um, this is a monster game for both teams. There's no doubt about that.
4: First of all, Ernie, uh, yeah. I hate to admit this, but you were right. Um, six interceptions this year for Matt Ryan is the most in the NFL. So, yeah, but I also
3: said last year too, and last year he put up unbelievable numbers, though he he really did. It's just that they didn't make the playoffs, was the problem.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm. First of all, I'm kind of with you. Yeah. Second of all, I was gonna say I'm kind of over both these teams. I mean, the Falcons are like, uh, is there a college football equivalent to them? Like you know, South Carolina. Like every year, they're just kind of the same team, and they go right. like seven and well, five. Well, this is
3: a team that not fair because this team did go to the Super Bowl and had a twenty-eight to three lead over the Patriots at one point. Every uh,
4: every 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 team has an outlier, though. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like I've seen the same version of the Atlanta Falcons for like nine years straight, and I know they were up in the Super Bowl. I get it. But I don't know. I just I just feel like they're the same team every year. It's just they, don't, they do nothing for me. And by the way, same with the Titans, who are incredibly boring. Titans are insanely boring. You, uh, and we talked a little bit about the Patriots-Bills. To
3: me, this is what it's all about. I Look, I understand how great this New England defense is, and I've been watching them, but I can't tell how, you know, if they're like the number one or they're up there with Chicago because of who they played. And I think they do have a lot of injuries. I don't know what's going to go on with Edelman. And Sodi Michel has been a major disappointment. Remember, they had to do uh, replace Andrews at center, and they had question marks with the offensive line, which is why they traded for two offensive backup linemen right before the start of the season, right at the end of the uh, preseason. So um, I, I really love this game. I think this is the Bills' golden chance to take this one.
4: I'll say this. It feels weird to say defending Super Bowl champ New England Patriots 3-0, and haven't given up a touchdown this season, and yet... I feel like we don't really know that much about them. I mean, is that crazy to say, Arnie? Like, they haven't played anybody. Right, right. So I think I, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, and so you brought up all the things that uh, are remain question marks. I just sit there and say, I know they've beaten the brakes off of three teams, but I, I, I don't feel like I like, – like, there are certain teams that I feel like, okay, I I know that they are pretty good this year. Um I don't know that the Patriots are one of them. I think they are. There's no reason for me to think that they aren't, but there hasn't been any definitive proof that they are.
3: Is this bad for the NFL when we say Kansas City and the Patriots are the only two teams that can represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, just like we used to say it's bad for the NBA because Golden State, um, we already know they were going to the championship, uh, because nobody seems to complain that Kansas City and the Patriots are the top two teams.
4: Yeah, I don't know that I buy that they're the only two teams that can uh, you know, uh, win the win the AFC. AFC. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're the overwhelming favorites right now, but I like the Texans with Deshaun Watson. I mean, they gotta protect him a little bit better. Uh, the Ravens look good so far, but I I'm not ready to make that statement at this point. I think the the difference with the NBA was the Warriors were so much better than everybody else, and and I don't know that I feel that way about either of those teams, even the 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 Chiefs who have looked really good and are putting up a ton of points.
3: I asked you what was the worst game of the weekend. Did we overlook the Raiders-Colts? I know that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game is not a gorgeous one either on Monday night, but Raiders-Colts might have been a good second or third if we were
4: taking a look at that, huh? Arnie, have you seen the Raiders' schedule? They have the most insane schedule I've ever seen. Yeah. So they played at Minnesota last week. They play at the Colts this week. They play the Bears in London next week. Right. They have a bye, and they have two more road games after that. They go almost two full months without playing in Oakland. I've never seen that before. It's insane. So two two road games, a quote-unquote home game in London, a bye, and then two more road games. That's insane.
3: Yeah. No, it, it, it's insane for them. It's also insane for Derek Carr, who – by the way, in my opinion, will be the last year as an Oakland Raider. I I see him uh, being shipped out or gone after this year, and they'll go in a different direction.
4: You think so? I mean, uh, you got to have somebody to open that new stadium in uh, Las Vegas. There's a lot of
3: young quarterbacks they can go after in next year's draft that they could start fresh with, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, if they're bad enough, I mean, if you're going to get a top 10 pick and you can take a guy, but, you know, I, the problem is they're not trying to lose. I mean, that's the difference, right, is that – um, the dolphins No, but you don't have
3: to be trying to lose with with them. They'll still only win about 3-4 games, I think.
4: Well, that's the thing is yeah. are they going to win enough games where um you know where they they end up in that whatever it is 10-12-14 range in the draft where if you go 6 and 10 and I don't know that they will, you're right. They do they they're not a lot of wins on yeah. the schedule. But if you if you get out of that range where you can't get a quarterback, I don't know cuz like I'm saying the difference is There are teams that are actively trying to lose this year, and I think there are more that are coming, maybe Cincinnati, maybe Denver, whoever. Um, I don't know that the Raiders are one of them.
3: Yeah, no, I have to agree with you on that. All right, when we get back, final segment, our picks. Who do we like this weekend? We'll tell you about that when we get back right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. Let me check in on this UCLA-Arizona game. UCLA has it fourth down and five, or fourth and six, deep inside Arizona territory. Forty seconds left. They may have to attempt the field goal, maybe, so I'll keep you updated on that. By the way, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. So with no limit to how much will match, millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashbackmatch. Uh, Torres, they're lining up for a tying field goal. This will tie it, or looks like Arizona will win it. We'll see what will happen, and it is going to be good. So it looks like it's tied. At least I thought it was good. Oh, no, there was a timeout Arizona, so they'll have to do it again.
4: Ice in the kicker. Ice them.
3: Love it. Give us a little music while they're called timeout. Let's get to our picks see who we like this weekend or actually tomorrow you know I'll start with this I do like the Giants at home no Saquon Barkley that does scare me but really impressed with the way Daniel Jones looked And the Washington Redskins they're almost as bad as the Miami Dolphins almost as bad not too far away I'm all over the Giants minus three I like that game Torres
4: uh, first game for me is one we just talked about, Oakland getting 6.5 in Indianapolis. I don't think it's enough. Bottom line is that Oakland is 0-7 straight up in their last seven games in that 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff. As I said, they're playing in London next week. They were in Minnesota last week. A lot of travel. It catches up with them. I like Indianapolis minus 6.5 in this game.
3: Um, I'm all over Buffalo. Buffalo. I don't want the 7. I don't need the 7. I'm not taking the 7 straight up. Well, I'll take the 7 for entertainment <laughs> purposes only. Um, I think Buffalo wins this game. Patriots have injuries. Uh, Edelman's not at full effect. He's not going to return punts, even if he does play, uh, which it does look like he will. Sony michelle has been not very good this year. Uh, I really believe that Bill's defense better than people expect i'm going to take the bills to win this one in an upset by the way i think ucla missed the kick arizona's going to win the game
4: they did kevin sumlin ice ice in his veins and he iced the kicker uh by the way for people who've never listened to this show before arnie picked against the patriots 19 straight weeks last yes. year so ignore him uh <laughs> second game for me real quick baltimore it started at minus five it's now up yeah. to minus seven Baltimore is the opposite of Cleveland. There's nothing flashy about them. Lamar Jackson obviously is special, but they don't turn the ball over. They're the only team in the NFL without a single turnover all year long. They take care of the football. They're responsible. Cleveland is a mess right now. I don't trust them. I like Baltimore minus seven at home against Cleveland.
3: One of the best games we haven't really talked about much is Minnesota in Chicago. Take it on the Bears. I'm not a big Mitch Trubisky fan. I do recognize that Chicago is the best defense in the NFL. But Minnesota is undervalued here. I think they're a lot better team than people are giving them credit for. I think I like Minnesota plus the one in this game.
4: La, the last one for me, or at least this one for me, uh, Dallas at New Orleans Sunday Ooh, night. Oh, that's
3: the big one. Oh, that's the big one.
4: It's the big one. I actually, Dallas has been bet up from one and a half as a as a one and a half point favorite to two and a half. I actually like Dallas. That New Orleans game last week, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he gets the win, but New Orleans had half as much total offense as Seattle. In other words, Seattle had twice as much total offense and still lost that game. I think the New Orleans thing was a mirage. I think Dallas goes to New Orleans Sunday night, gets that win. One other
3: game I'll give, Kansas City in Detroit. I'm all over Detroit. Matter of fact, I'm feeling gutsy. I don't even know if I want the seven. I think Detroit pulls off the upset at home. Are we undervaluing Detroit? Um, being unbeaten, are we not giving them enough credit, Torres, or are we just giving too much credit for Kansas City?
4: Is, uh, is Matt, Matt Stafford still their quarterback?
3: Yeah, he's going to play. He's going to play, it looks like.
4: Then I don't think we're not giving him enough credit. Because I've been watching a lot of Matt Stafford through the years, and he's the same dude every year, so. All
3: right, uh, Arizona, 23 seconds left in the game. It's third and long for them, but, uh. You know, they could take a knee. I don't know if UCLA has any more timeouts left. They may go on to win this game. Got to thank the crew out there. Uh, thanks to our Buffalo Bills fan, Eric Roberts. Didn't do much, but I appreciate him. Detroit Lion Don, our technical director. DeSager, Dodger DeSager. Big Dodger fan that he is. I can't wait to see Husky how Torres. they do in the playoffs. What, what did you say? Ed Torres? UConn Torres? Is that what we am going to call you?
4: Yeah, not during football season. Only basketball. That's the rule.
3: All right, uh, Bernie coming up next straight out of Vegas. Uh, Stick around for him. You'll love him right here on Fox Sports Radio.